How's it going? Today on the Black Tie Fair, Patrick and I talk about the wall that won't quit. We also talk about going to the Max, LA Adventures, and what the fuck is a honey dip dunk? Take a listen. Hey, welcome once again to the Black Tie Fair Show, where two friends talk about politics, pro sports, and pop culture. I'm one of your hosts, Jelani, aka Lonnie Bear Don't Care, also known as Draco Rhythm, Shake and Drake. Beards are so in this season. The Blurred Next Door, and as I promised you, the Black Maverick. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I didn't ask for the Black Maverick. You asked for the Black Maverick. You got the Black Maverick, baby. When, 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 when did I say the Black Maverick? You mentioned it last episode. You were like, hey, if you would be the Maverick, you could be like, you could be like to call it the Black Maverick. And I was like, all right, that's going to be one of the AKAs. You asked for it. That was like last year. Hey, that was not last year. <laughs> Anybody can look at the look at the notes that's on wax. You can go ahead and stop this podcast right now and listen to the other episode where he said exactly that. But no one's gonna do that. No one's gonna, gonna do it. Literally pause. Mm-hmm. And we're back, guys. Thanks for listening for the other episode. <laughs> well, my name's Patrick. Yes, you are Patrick. That's what my friends call me. That's what strangers call me. That's what people who um when I call them on the uh, customer service line, mm-hmm. hi Mr. Patrick. Let me go ahead and act actually admit something to folks. Um, oh, I think people who have really difficult last names, mm-hmm. um, we know our names are difficult. We know they're cumbersome. We've grown up with these very complicated last names or first names for that matter. Jelani. You know, I was going to say, can I get right? the opposite? <laughs> I get, get the opposite. opposite. Right. Somebody will like, will always want to stick with my last name. I was like, mm. yeah. yeah, that's not lost on us. So, um, it's okay when I say, oh, just call me Patrick or just call me Mr. S or Jelani. Just call me Jay. Like, we know that we, we, we like to give that offering, accept it. Because when I call my bank, which I rarely do, when I talk to somebody, and they f- say my first name perfectly fine, and then they fumble over my last name, it's like literally they just forget to speak. Like, <laughs> like I don't know what to do. Like, they get the S, and they're like, just something happens. Like You know my name. Just call me by my name. Yeah. And I remember when we worked in customer service, we could not call them by Mr. S or Mr. P unless they invited us to. Mm-hmm. It right? had to be like that. Yeah, yeah. But just call me by my first name. It's okay. That's that's why usually I'll throw a lifeline to those folks. Like when I hear them fumbling, I just 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 call me Patrick. Just call me Pat. And you know what? I literally hear a sigh of relief on that end. They're all they're all. Oh, like what have you gotten for Jelani? Oh no, they'll just say, "Is it Jelani?" Okay. I'll get that. Or I also got Giovanni sometimes. Giovanni, yeah. Which is like, like I just, it sounds like something that the last thing I heard. Jelly? Was, did it be like jelly? No. <laughs> That's something that, oh, no. You can get to a fight, call me a, a food okay. condiment. All right. Because yeah. we can talk about Jesse later. And if I saw a Jesse, I would be like, is that Jesse? Jesse? Yeah. Exactly. Or is that someone who doesn't know how to pronounce? I know, right? Did you misspell this person's name? We've gotten way off topic. We certainly have. Let's go. Let's get right Let's back go. to it. Folks, we want to go ahead and thank you for sticking with us. We do appreciate it. We love you. We're going to go ahead and jump right into the show. Patrick, tell me what's new. 
So we got ourselves a national emergency. A national emergency. <laughs> he, Trump, has declared a national emergency. And not because we have this streaming horde of immigrants coming across the border. It's because he lost a negotiating deal. He even said, because I did not get the $6 billion I, I, I was trying to get in the budget, I'm just going to do it because it's faster. It's he faster said, he said, he said it's faster. Folks, I want you to realize what this man said. This is not an emergency in real life. There's no actual real big thing going on. Yes. But if I say that there is, I can get what I want done done quicker. Yeah. And I'm being expedient. Yes. Uh, like someone told me, it's like going into the ER and going up to a doctor and saying, look, it's not really emergency. I don't have to really be here. But I, I want you to give me a checkup. I want you to give me a physical. Because I think it's really necessary. No. Because physical, well, I don't know about your analogy. Because the physical, mm-hmm. you check out every once in a while to make sure everything's doing well. Now, yes. if you're going to say, hey, I want you to give me open heart surgery just in case. I think so, yeah. Because building a wall is considered like open heart surgery. Exactly. It's not something mundane exactly. or scheduled or hey, doc, routine. Doc, real right? quick. Open heart surgery. Hit me up real <laughs> quick. Hit me up with it. So, this is what happened. Congress approved a funding bill. Oh yeah, because we were gonna get into another shutdown. Oh yeah, right? no, it was we're, coming. It was we're, coming. We're, we're like, I think we're like two, like we were two days away. Oh yeah, right? bullet was died, so he did kneel that shit. But I, I, I mean, literally, I'll talk about this later on my weekend wrap up. I was in D.C. and like I was in the halls of Congress, and people were like, "Is this shit really gonna happen? Like, are we gonna have another fucking shutdown?" So Congress approved a funding bill that would avoid another partial shutdown. Um, it would fund the government through September. And included $1.4 billion in what they call border security, um, which also go, goes towards fencing. Now, um, but it was short of the $5.7 billion wall funding that Trump had asked for. But Trump declared a national emergency to get the other $5 billion for his wall. So Trump declared a national emergency. Um, let's go ahead and talk about what the fuck a national emergency is, right? Like, like why, why this is such a big question, okay? Because part of uh, part of our government, our constitution says that the uh, basically the appropriations, how money is spent, what politicians like to call the purse strings of the government, starts with and actually ends with well, it ends with his signature, but it starts and is directed by the legislature. The legislature holds the purse strings, not the executive office. It's not their job to do so. It's explicit in the Constitution. That sounds a little bit like checks and balances, and I don't (laughs) know if you've met our president. Right. He doesn't like that shit. Right. Absolutely. The president is only allowed to spend money that Congress has appropriated. You, 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 You can direct, okay? You can give suggestions, okay? But Congress determines how, how much, uh, each department's allocated. Okay, so um, this goes to the constitutional, like you were saying, uh, checks and balances. So what happens next? Um, Trump has come out and he's, I'm not even sure, you know, like it's been so convoluted the last four or five days. Like, I don't even know if he's actually like called a national emergency. Like, I don't know if he's actually like actually done it yet. I think he's just like proposed it because like usually national emergencies come um I think at a press conference that talked about it, that talked about him doing it, 
But like I don't remember if he did it, or maybe that was. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Right. I do. But know it's that, going to happen. Yeah, well, so I know. That we're eight, talking as if like it's okay. It's happened. Exactly. I right. know that 18 states have already set 16 up. 16 states. 16. Okay. 16 yeah. states have already tried to or are getting ready already to sue file. Him. Already filed. Yeah. Yeah. The so, Yeah. I'm not. And again, I'm not sure if this is like actually filed already. Like, because if they filed, that means he's already done it. He had a press conference, so I'm not really sure, right? But yeah. but this is all just um, a fait complete, right? This is already happened. Um, so, what happens next, right? What does happen next? Actually, so, I'm asking my question. When when there are two branches of power, a government have a fight, a quarrel, where does it get adjudicated? I'm a joust. <laughs> they go, they fucking get on the horses. Yeah, that they makes sense. On, yeah, perfect sense. All right, that's not what they do. Okay, cool. So what they do is they go to the courts. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but before they get to the courts, I want to just kind of break down. Uh, I, I, I want to kind of break down how Trump is going to his plan to cobble this money together. Okay. Yeah, actually, I, I'm really curious about this. Like, what is his plan necessarily? He's gonna say, "All so, right, so FEMA, y'all don't need no money. Uh, you know, hurricane relief. Who needs that money? Move yeah. over here. Yeah, these so, poor people. Fuck them. So, so for him, he 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 can only take money. From um certain certain specific areas, he can't just take money from wherever he wants. You right? It had, there's like some budgetary rule that says he has to take money from specific pockets, right? Money. So he's gonna take um three point six billion dollars from on uh, the military to to construct the funding. Okay, it's just military construction, right? It's gonna take three point six billion, and part of that, what's already coming out is he's gonna take it from programs that like help build infrastructure for existing military housing. Right, like oh, he'll take money from there because we love our troops. He's gonna, cool. Yeah, he's gonna That's take a, money from certain like infrastructure improvements. Like it's really specific that he can take it from. He has to take money from specific programs. It's a zero sum game, right? Like you take money from somewhere else to fund this, you have to take it from some sort of program, right? Um, are the now aren't those exactly the same people who are probably gonna be working on? I mean, that's probably not because they're not builders. But who's gonna be building the wall? The also? military. Wow, yeah, so, so hey, parts of military building it. <laughs> Holy shit. So yeah. I'm kind of contractor, yeah, like military. Yeah, mix that in also. But you can't have a house, but build this wall with the money that you're going to be spending for a house that you can't have now. Right. That's cool. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, think about, I want to say Bush. Trump just said it on Friday, because remember, uh, they just signed the budget on Thursday. So he declared, or supposed to declare it on Friday, right? So it's only been over the weekend, right? So this stuff is barely coming out. Um, we know that he's gonna take six hundred million from the Treasury Department for uh, it's called Drug Forfeiture Fund, which yeah. is in charge of, of course, securing and apprehending drugs and right? forfeiting it. Yeah, to me, <laughs> all the drugs forfeit it. Yes. All right. Um, two point five billion dollars from the Pentagon Drug Prevention Program. That's also gonna be taken. I didn't know we spent that much on drug prevention. Two point five billion dollars. Like, that's this is like a lot of money. That money is not being spent very well at all. Yeah, I know. That doesn't seem like it's really. I, I don't know how that program's really. Well, who run are they well. preventing? Yeah. Like, really. So, um, that's that's that uh, that's where the money's coming from. Uh, that's how he's gonna get his extra five billion dollars or so. Uh, so let's talk about um, what is going to happen. Okay, it's going to get adjudicated in the courts. What that means, and actually Trump kind of said it the other day. He had the press conference, and he kind of like muddled his way through um, uh, step-by-step what will happen. And he was actually pretty spot on. He said it would go to the Ninth District Court 
It will probably support. lose there. I'll lose there. Yeah. But he was saying it like a sing-songy. It was and very sing-songy. Here, yeah. And then I'll go with there. I'm like, but it was about, you? I mean, but it was, it was about right. Like, <laughs> like it's <laughs> laughable, but it'll end up in the Supreme Court at some point. And like, he pretty much told, like, Trump saying that, it really got me thinking like, this, this guy knows what's up. Like, like, okay. As much as we fuck around, yeah. you know, while we're saying Trump is like, oh, he just is. Uh, he just magoo his way through things, and he's just. You oh, know. he's not all the way an idiot. No, he's not all the way an idiot. He, no. he he's very um, he gets it. He gets it. He's he's a political beast, but just one like we've never really seen before. Um, but he's like, but he's like the id, right? He's like what psychologists call id, right? Mm-hmm. He just is like like you see what he is, but he's also very crafty, and he understands the environment he's operating. That's not lost on him. He's know? a jabberwock. It, oh, is that like a breakdancer? No, <laughs> no, that's a Jabberwocky. Okay, yeah. The Jabberwock. So, what's a Jabberwock? Is a mythical beast that Lewis Carroll described in one of his poems. It was also featured in the uh, Alice in Wonderland movie, the real life movie. Okay. The, the Jabberwock came down from Alice's upstairs. It was a gigantic monster. You say it was a beast we've never seen before. That's a Jabberwock. Oh, okay. I thought mm-hmm. it was like a a red orange wearing, wearing a mask <laughs> yeah <laughs> and a kango hat it threw, threw me off yes alright with the white gloves yeah. alright <laughs> no so um you know there's just there's just this huge it's just Trump is just doing things that really presidents have never done before and um he's really testing the boundaries of presidential uh powers right I mean uh you know I look at what's happening and I try to take a distant approach to it because you know in it's six years right let's say trump gets reelected four years whatever right in six years from now like trump is gonna be like he's no longer gonna be president right as bad as we think he is he's not gonna be around anymore okay if god willing in two years right uh over the arch of history of presidential history and maybe this is because i'm coming from like just coming from DC and visiting the museums and stuff, right? The arc of history, like he is a one, two term president. You know, America's, uh, America's kind of art, arching place in history is always is always in the righteous. You know, it's always in the righteous path, and I think that no matter what, the guardrails have have kind of hung on there with the courts and with other you know actors. Um, that our democracy is going to be okay. That's my general. That's my general thought now. You know, it's not this doom and gloom as I thought because there are there are folks and parameters um, that give me hope, right? Uh, that Trump just can't do whatever he wants to do anymore. I think, and and, and, that, and I think Trump gets that, you know, and that's why I think that he is a kind of a political beast, but he knows his limits and he knows when he's been beat like with the budget shut shut down right i mean um i mean i kind of gone on a little bit of a narrative about this but i'm saying that because i think because trump is a political beast he's also can be um affected and wounded by the normal political you know uh pitfalls and uh swords if you will like he can't just do anything he wants to anymore. Like I really feel that he he's 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 been wounded, 
and it's like you know the first time you see a beast shed blood mm-hmm. it's like i think that's what happened he he's he seen his own blood now I go fuck you know it's like when you watch a movie right and it's like you're like oh the beast is winning and he killed everybody like he's he's no one can stop him and then somehow he like gets cut and he's like oh my god well yeah if, 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 if it bleeds we can kill it and i think he's bleeding i think oh, he, no, he's yeah. bleeding and he just continues to take these l's and he's realizing like this is this is not working out well, that's kind of why yeah. he's doubling down on this one thing. He thinks this is the thing that's like, all right, I've hung my hat on this, but you just described, and this thing I always think is kind of funny, you've just described all the different things you have to go through th- through court to even get this thing moving. That's right. That's right. And so yeah. all this time, this national quote-unquote emergency, uh-huh. if these monsters flying through or crawling over into the country, that's what he makes it sound like. Yeah. This, well, that's what Stephen Miller said over the Sunday talk shows, too. I don't know if you saw him on Chris Wallace, because I know you watch that show on Fox. Every single night. <laughs> it's on, I, once a week, Sundays. Okay. Well, that's when I watch it. <laughs> Religiously, um, but no, Stephen Miller, your best friend. Oh yes, uh, he was on there and he was saying, "Look, if this was Afghanistan or Iraq, and we wanted to take five billion dollars to build a fence, like there would no there 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 there'd be no qualms, and no one would wait, uh, raise a peep in Congress over this." And Chris Wallace, like, "This is are you a kidding?" Uh, the U.S. border to Iraq. <laughs> like, is that what's happening? Is there like an active war engagement? He's like, yes! Every year, there are thousands of people who come here and drugs are running across. And he's like, that's not that's not factually true. Like, look at the numbers. Like, like yeah. we would know that. Everybody yeah. would be like, oh man, did you see the 19,000 people who died yesterday? <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we would know that. There was, there's no way that would sneak by us if you were saying like these monsters just descending upon us, just yeah. eating children. Like, what are yeah, you talking this about? Is not, this is... Stop. Like, Stop. No one no one believes you. Yeah. And so, uh and you know what what also gives me solace in, in Trump declaring this and knowing this, uh during the national emergency was I and we talked about on this podcast like three, four weeks ago that this was his only um politically way his only politically expedient way out of this, right? Is because he had to if you think about the wall. Right, I think for him, the wall became a it, it became a weapon and it became a noose. It became a double edged sword. Yes, right. You could no he could, he could no longer hold it anymore. He couldn't wield. He couldn't control it. Right, and it was bigger than him even. Well, it's a big ass wall. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it would, it would be bigger than him. And so for him, he's like, "Fuck! Like how this is an albatross around my fucking neck. So how can I punt this and be able to say, look, I did everything I could, even declare national emergency.'" to get this wall and in the meanwhile I could like allow it to keep processing because we know how keep working the background I can say hey look we're building this wall take take a few shots get the W and then by the time it gets to 2020 ain't no one gonna fucking really pay attention I know it's gonna it's gonna be so obscure at that time no one's gonna even think about it that's my point because like, here's the brand now right the brand you know, the, uh, the new logo is called finish, finish the, the wall. wall yes like, they're already making a part two no Honestly, they're already into fucking season three of exactly. this show. Exactly. No, no, bro. Like what they're doing. Like there's so many like psychological, not even necessarily warfare, but it, it is playing to the base so much. It's like, all right, you can see the narrative. Yeah, like I'm just gonna muddy the water a little bit. Like, oh, now we're finishing the wall. It's like, yeah, we're gonna finish the wall. It's like, when the wall start? Well, President Trump said that we're finishing it now. Two hundred thirty-four miles will be approximately done, is what Stephen Miller said on this on the talk show. Because they asked him, so how how much when when how miles feet? How many do you think? Because he built 
jack shit so far. And he's like, a couple hundred, a couple hundred miles will be done. That doesn't make up one state. <laughs> no, not, no. Not even no, close. No, not even remotely close. And it's like, if I was somebody who was probably getting to a country to, to save my family, I'm like, oh, I'll just keep walking this way. Or walk yeah. that way. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> walk, walk around. I've walked this far. Yeah. And like, oh, well, I can't go to my left or to my right. I guess we're done. Let's go back. <laughs> Pull it around. Call her up. Let's go. Turn <laughs> back around. We came from where? We came a thousand or twelve hundred miles. Exactly. We, well, obviously, yeah. you've impeded me now. Thank you, sir. I've learned my lesson. Um, But I think that he has been with the last budget shut, shut down. And we didn't even get to talk about the State of the Union. And how Nancy Pelosi has that meme of her clapping now. Oh, no, that, that's a real <laughs> thing. That's a, that, she gave us a gift. Yeah, to, to, uh, for weeks, people were just like... Yeah, the gift of the gift. Yes, right there. Yeah, yes. Yes, for everything. <clears throat> yeah, thank you, next. Right? Let's like, go. Yeah, and she was Let's doing this go. So, so shadily, because she looked at Brian and was like, yeah, bitch, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I got you, son. <laughs> I got you. And, like, you know what? Like, I got to tell you, like, I think Trump sees Pelosi and goes... Bitch, I hate fuck you. <laughs> I want right. to fuck your bag of bones. <laughs> he's all, he's all, your he's eyeballs. A, he's like, you're, you, you're typically too old for me, but I do it. Yeah. I do it. Because he respect. <laughs> I, I I think he really respects her. I think he goes, bitch, I got you, Nancy. <laughs> Chuck, you can fucking have a seat. But Nancy, you got game, girl. I got you. I got you. And so I think he I think he likes that. Um, So talk about game. Let's talk. About the presidential election of 2020, Jelani. Presidential election 2020! Okay. So, to peel back the current a little bit, Jelani and I want to do a bumper, a, a, a transition, because I think we're going to talk about this. will be an ongoing segment. Yes, but, but we don't have it set up, so that yeah. was it for now. So that was it. But it'll be something different next week. Yeah. 2020! No, no, no. President election 2020! <laughs> that's, that, that, that's, right. that's how you do okay. it. Okay. So, let's talk. So, I like to call this the Hunger Games. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's not in the Hunger Games. Or the little whistle. <laughs> the mosquito whistle. Did you watch that movie? I never watched not it. Not one. Every time I tried to watch the Hunger Games, and I'm not lying. You aren't, like, protesting against I, it. I, I was, you usually like to protest. Well, I do like to protest. And I kind of protested at first because it, but because, <laughs> because it was very... I hate you. You protest, like, just to fucking protest. Sometimes, like, sometimes I do. No, you're just like, I don't want I refuse to watch. Like, this motherfucker, Games of Thrones, I was like, Jelani, it looks so good. He's like, I don't give a fuck. It's going to be garbage. I said, Jelani, this and is... And I refuse to watch. He's just like, I didn't watch it. I was like, stop. But no, on the Hunger Games, it was so similar to a movie I watched called Battle Royale. And so I was like, this movie already exists, and no one's giving me a young adult. Was it young adult? Yeah, it was young adult, but okay. it was also a Japanese manga, and it was very violent. Okay. And I was, like, I was like, see, that's the original one. You don't do it like this. You're not paying attention to it. Well, fuck you, Hunger Games. But then I, was, I softened. I softened. And I tried to start watching it. And every time I tried to watch it, I fell asleep. So that was the thing. Got it. That's all. Keep going. That's fair. All right. So we talked a little bit about Howard Schultz, right? That he's he still hasn't declared, but he's kind of dipping his toe into the latte, right? Seeing how fucking warm it is. He's all, is it tall? Is it kid's temperature? Is it, is it grande? I don't know what's going on. Where are we at? Okay. So um, Howard Schultz said that he's going to run as independent. Right, um, Howard Schultz, the CEO of Starbucks. Actually, I think former. Is he former now? Yeah. I don't know, cause didn't he like found it and then left and then fucking came back and so he's now gone now, right? He's not. Well, obviously, motherfucker has some time on his hands. He's trying <laughs> to be president. <laughs> okay, so um, this bill is he a billionaire? He doing well. Okay, so Misha Schultz um said that he's going to potentially run for president and he's going to run outside of the two party system. Um, I think it's fucking utter bullshit. 
Oh no! What you do is like, hey, I really would love to skew the 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 scales in one person's direction or the yeah. other. Most likely, the liberal scales make those go down. So I'm gonna go ahead and jump and put my 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 hat in the ring. Yeah, I want it because I really want to have a discourse. You know, I thought about this this topic. I thought about his name because um, he's been coming up lately, and I've been hearing a lot of like editorials about it. And I really want to get into a debate with you and in discourse about like, hey, like, you know, if if you don't have a paradigm shift now, then you're going to always have the two party monopoly. And like, you know, I, I get that, you know, I you know, I wish our country was more reflective of um, like other nations. Right. Like it's more of a parliamentary system. Right. Because I think we are more of a diverse nation than just simply two two parties right um but now's not the fucking time okay i'm not fucking around right now okay this is not time to fuck around okay um the house is burning exactly okay the roof is on fucking fire okay the whole house is about to fucking blow the fuck up okay and you're gonna see her talking about moving goddamn furniture around okay like, yes, I, I think we have lousy furniture. Yes, I think we should fucking move shit around, get rid of a couple couches we got, you know, maybe get some more love seats, whatever. Okay, that's fucking fine. We could do that shit, okay? But now it's not the fucking time. No, hell no. It's not, it's not time for experimentation. It's not time for like, let's just yeah. see what happens. Well, like, if you're going to no. come in, bro, if you're going to come in for real, for real, yeah. do a Democrat. Yeah, because, you know, conservatives are like, yeah. Conservatives are like, yeah. Bring it in. Because they're going to just sit from the fucking... You're just a new Jill Stein. That's all you are. And that was a, like a fraction of those little percentage points that could have went the other way. Yeah. Exactly. And I just, you know, I, I just... Now it's at the fucking time. Howard Schultz, have a fucking seat. Have a fucking latte and a smile. And don't fucking do shit until Trump is can never run for president again. If you want to come in and it's all up for grabs in fucking 2024... Open the door, wait, I'll wave in the full four. I don't give a fuck. E- like, even if there's a uh, Democrat who takes over Trump and you want to midterm this motherfucker or you, or, or you want to go into his second term and want to, that's fine. Go ahead. But Trump is a danger to our fucking country. Everyone knows that. And, you, and you're only coming in because you're like, oh, well. He's politically bas- expedient for exactly. me to make a name for myself. Yeah, exactly. Bitch. And he feels like, hey, if Trump got in, Maybe I can pull the same move. Now you just have random billionaires just showing up like, I want to be president too. Bitch, if you want to run, then run the Democrat. Exactly. Like, or run as a fucking Republican. Exactly. Go ahead. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Put him in a Ross Perot type shit. We see how this fucking story ends. No, he knows what he's doing. Just stop this shit. Like, literally, if he runs, but he's not... I was trying to hurt Starbucks in some way. Like, I wanted to be like, oh, I won't buy lattes. But he's but he's no longer <laughs> exactly and also like really <laughs> he's know. like no <laughs> this one guy is not drinking coffee no more. I'm just saying like I don't know how you could hurt him if he's like just rich like I don't know how you hurt him I'll just shake my fist there <laughs> <laughs> angrily old man shakes fist at Scott yeah. all right so let's Who talk about Who yeah else? Who else? Bernie Bernie said today I was so mad about this are shit. you mad about yes, Bernie I'm mad about tell this. me why you're mad about I'm Bernie. mad about this because I don't have an opinion okay well I am mad tell me and I'll tell you why first of all Bernie has come out of, after a little while to be a little bit problematic situation where it's like it's explain not, well a lot of his a lot of his uh positions are not exactly what a lot of people thought some people okay now his position as far as fiscal that stuff is all still true but a lot of his more uh 
identity politics type stuff. It's a little mo- more muddled. Okay, I got you. That's, uh, that's the thing that could present itself. You don't understand the black man. That's basically the situation. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but on top of that, though, but it's it bigger than this. It's bigger than this. Bernie Sanders is also not a, a young man. He's not. Now, these are things that I've been thinking about. Now, we all know when the, the original Maverick, I'm the black Maverick, but when the original Maverick, uh, John McCain, he recently passed on. He could have been the president. He could have been the president. What if he had died in office? That's why you have vice presidents. Or his vice president was with freaking Sarah, um, Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. Yeah. So no, no. Well, Joe Biden was vice president for Obama. Yes, that means he would come if Obama died, <laughs> which a uh, more young man. You're talking about okay. So there's a little bit of ageism going on. I'm just talking about the wind knocking his motherfucker over. And he dying. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. He just break a hip or something. Exactly. It's like, well, there's the president. He, so he, he down. No, so age is a consideration for you. I do consider those kind of things. Okay. Also, Fair. a lot of his positions are like, like he's not. You're not like, changing his mind. He he's not evolving. Not really. Like though. AOC is kind of like... Uh, what is uh, AOC for folks? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Okay. Even though she's kind of a student of his, she has more of a world view so she can sit there and mix stuff up and be more malleable and say, yeah. okay, this is how it's going to make sense where, where we are right now. Yes. More of a democratic socialist versus the straight-up socialist, you know, that, yeah. that he says he is. Right. I think we need that. Like, he'll mm-hmm. have to wish, we're going to do this. And like, but we can't, Bernie. Well, we're going to do this. Like, you didn't even change the way you moved your, your hand when you did that. Like, <laughs> you wear the same old tired suit. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, like, he's problematic to me. I have concerns, but a lot of people are really Bernie or bust. And the problem with that is when Bernie does go bust, they're like, well, fuck it then. I'll yeah. go for the other guy. I was like, That's right. That's not how we do this. That's what happened with yeah. Trump. Yeah. Like, you didn't get, like, you threw a tantrum. Yeah. And you went for another dude? Yeah. Who was the complete opposite of the dude you wanted? Yeah. I I I I think um I think Bernie Bernie is problematic. I think uh I'm I'm at a loss for words right now because uh like I I I knew the senator from Vermont. Like I met him back in 2010. You know, like, like I actually went to his book signing. Like, that's how far back. I Like, I remember when he was in the uh, the Senate floor and had a filibuster. And he wrote a book about it. And I went to get his book. And I have his signature uh, in sitting in my fucking garage. Um, before Encased anybody... in gold. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually pretty fucking folded. I don't know. I just threw it in a box somewhere. And, you know, so I have followed Bernie Sanders for a very long time. You know, he has never been the... he He's always in more of kind of a message... Um, and a uh and a more of a bombastic character than a legitimate like okay i could see this person being president he is know? grandpa simpson he's, in real right, life right right but no but he's more like uh what is that show that um oh uh curvy enthusiasm no 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 he's <laughs> white and jewish um I, the boondocks you think he's freaking what like uh, grandpa from the Boondocks? No, the other one. Uncle Ruckus? No, no, the two boys. You think he's Riley? Right, the, the big long hair, the really. You mean think he's Huey? Huey. You think that Bernie Sanders is like Huey? Ber- Bernie Sanders was like the most leftist wing. I mean, he he wasn't part of the Democratic Party. He was an independent. He was a socialist. Okay, he was the Huey. He he was the one that you would see on posters and be like, "This is this is the 
um, this is the line of demarcation, okay? When you're in this world, it's like, okay, you've gone too, you, you, you're on the fringe, okay? Um, and to see him be able to move the political discourse, particularly on the Democratic and the progressive side, like that, these, the, the idea of Medicare for all, this idea of taxing like the rich like 90%, like the folks like Elizabeth Warren, the folks like AOC, um, Gavin Newsom, these folks prayed at the altar of um, of guys like Bernie Sanders. Okay, we're not talking about guys like Noam Chomsky, who are real socialists. We're not talking about uh, Dennis Kucinich. Remember, uh, remember him? I remember Dennis Kucinich. He because uh, uh, his name he, rhymes. Right. So I mean, people forget about these two thousand uh, early 2000, 2009, 2010 characters. Okay, of the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. and. Um, Bernie was in the mix, but he was always kind of on the fringy fringe, you know? Um, so I bring that up because now I think, and I heard this on our good friends at Positive America. Our great friends. They talked about Bernie Sanders and they said like, you know, like Bernie's now kind of coming to his own saying, you know what? I want to be taken like my ideas are no longer just a poster. Like I think I can really manifest themselves into a real presidential candidacy. And I don't know if that's possible. And um, even though you find it problematic, it's like seeing Huey's ideas finally come to fruition. And right? but I, that's the thing. Like I don't even think. That, but going with Huey, even like I don't think that the idea will come to fruition. Like he might have power, but I don't think the idea would actually come to fruition. Like I feel like you have to have like a more, like a little bit more gray. That's while fair. he's still like I'm gonna be like like you said <sighs> demarcation. Yeah, he'll straight up be black or white. Like we need to move some things yeah. around. Yeah. I don't think he would do it. Yeah. I see. I, 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 the jury's not out for me yet because I, I was not on the Bernie train because um, I was a tried and true blue Democrat and Hillary Clinton had earned her place and it's time for a woman. Um, and then we were in California. California was a Bernie state, I mean, by and large. So um, I don't know. I, I, you know, I think it's just, I think it's too far for me yet with Bernie to have any opinion. But I, you know who I do want to talk about is uh, Beto. Beto O'Rourke. Beto! I think I'm going to fall in love with Beto. I think... I've already fallen in love. He has a poster of him above my bed. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's like, I have like red lipstick and a heart shape around I know, I do. Because um, like like Chris Matthews says, he gives me like a tingle on my left leg, Mm -hmm. right? Um, He is very Obama-esque, right? Uh, Very... He 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 has a, you know, he, he just, he's a good orator. You know, and he's and, cool. And he's cool as fuck. And he speaks Spanish like better than we grew up in fucking Los Angeles, okay? He talks fucking Spanish better than some fucking of our friends talk Spanish. Exactly. Who are fucking from Spanish descent. Exactly. Like, okay? Oh man, I didn't catch that. What did Beto say? Yeah, <laughs> because he'll get into like the like the slang Spanish. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, this guy is ridiculous. His accent is on point. Did he switch accents? Oh shit. Go ahead, Beto. Um so he had a counter rally. This one was talking about his counter rally to Trump. Trump had a rally in el paso so he had a counter route at the same time and when you and they, and you know trump don't like to split his airtime they did like a split screen of trump and beto and uh for you to be able to command that type of attention and be able to take away from the president like i think that says a lot. and i went back and actually watched um a lot of the clips of kind of his message and his talk and uh like i haven't been enamored by a person just speaking like that uh in a very long time and you know after being able to watch so many hours of 
politicians talk and spin and then watching news shows on top of that and analysis shows on on top of that you learn to uh, desensitize yourself to a lot of political political talk right you become immune to it you become mm-hmm. like i can see through that but when he talks like this guy's is being real like this is who he is and this is from someone who when a politician opened his mouth the first thing i'm looking at is what's the audience look like what's the background Who's he talking to? Like I started seeing things. His messages are catered to that specific time and place and audience. But with Beto, like, it don't fucking matter. Like, this 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 is what it is. I feel the I same. Know, I don't way. know. I mean, no, 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 no. I know what you're saying. I don't basically, very like. No, no, no. You what know. you're saying is based off of what you've experienced. This is, I'll not speaking for you, but what I'm taking from what you're saying is that based on what you see when you see him speak, he's saying the same thing regardless of what the room looks like because this is what he actually feels. Yes. Yeah. It's not. It's it's not politically altered to match the environment. Yeah. And and to to give maximum delivery. Exactly. Like like maximum optics. Yeah. It was. It just didn't feel that way. And that's not how it came through over the TV or the YouTube's watching it again and again. So, uh, he's not going to announce until the end of the month. Um, uh, but he's. I. I mean, the odds makers has it that he's gonna join. He's gonna jump in. I mean, imagine if he had like a. Uh, a Beto and Kamala, like yeah. Either way, either, either either direction, I would I would down with that. Yeah, I, I I just don't know if they. I mean, I don't know. I I think after Trump being elected, and I had this big argument with my friends. I was in D.C. last week, and I'll talk about it a little bit. You got a joust, um, makes sense. Yeah, we're in a joust, and uh, you know, I think if Trump taught us anything, like we don't have to play in, in the middle. You know, we, we we with the help of Russians, you can play. You know, at the fringes, you know? Exactly. And <laughs> Russians are here to help, as we all have learned. Um, You know, I think it's time. I think that, you know, we have to have a new Green Deal and these ideas that we thought were like the Huey. You know, I think we can take not everything, but we can take a lot of the the good ideas and um, execute on them. We just got, we got to have a good vehicle for it. Okay. Well, we take the good, we take the bad, we take it all, and then we have the facts of life. Um, <laughs> uh do you have anything else for the news? That's it, sir. Fantastic. We are all wrapped up. There's nothing else. Nothing else to do. We are all. Oh shit! Wait, something just came through my email. You got an email right now, like right like seconds ago. I just Ooh. got an email from a from this motherfucker Donald Trump. He just showed up right now in a segment we like to call "Letters from Donnie." Letters from Donnie. And in this segment, uh, we're obviously going to read a letter from homeboy who just sent this through and this is what he says he says jelani oh wow he just got an email too he says <laughs> i just received a fundraising email from nancy pelosi nancy, where she's he's on nancy pelosi's fundraising <laughs> i'm on his so it's all weird uh where she said what is happening at our border is not remotely an emergency um <laughs> well jelani it is clear that deep in her heart she simply does not care about the safety and well-being of American citizens. Like Stephen Miller said, these monsters come <laughs> through and they eat children. All right? Your security is at risk of because of the crisis at our southern border. A major a major entry point. Oh, majority. <laughs> I was going to say that. A major entry point for criminals, gang members, and illegal drugs. Don't you know that all gang members come from Mexico? There has been not <laughs> one gang member ever that has been American-born. Never happened. Since Nancy Pelosi has become speaker for all of a month and a half, uh, she has done nothing but absolutely obstruct 
our progress. Now, this is funny. When I read this part originally, I thought it was really hilarious because it's progress he's talking about, but they are conservatives. That conservatives, would you you are anti-progress by nature <laughs> of what you're called. Yeah, you want to... Conserve. An, yeah, you want to anti-expand. Right? Yeah, you don't want to progress. <laughs> Like, so what are you talking about? Why are you talking about pro- progression? You don't he's want not pro- even a fucking Republican. Like, I, I know, he, I know, I know. He's you know ridiculous. what he did? He fucking took the Republican Party and fucking shaved their fucking skin off. Yes. And just wore it and, like, he <laughs> fucking <laughs> Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre. And, and like, he just runs around the country. Look at me. He runs around the country with a chainsaw. Yeah, it's like, I'm Republican. Look <laughs> at me. Okay. Uh, since she has done this, it's basically, um, it's a total con job. Sorry, I don't know where I was. It's a total con job. That's what he was said, basically. He was said, like, basically. Yeah. Put on by the Democratic leadership. It's a con job. Let's make sure she hears our voice every day, Americans, by helping us crush our unprecedented goal. We have an unprecedented goal of $2 million. And it's highlighted. Uh, yes, it <laughs> so is. You so, so, so you can't read it. So you want to make sure you can read that part. Please make a special contribution of $5 by 9 p.m. Eastern. This is already passed to show you want to finish the wall. Hey, look what you said. What happens if it's after? <laughs> it's not accepted after 9 p.m.? I know, right? Of course not. But I love the fact that finish the wall is not a thing. Like you just said, it is now finish the wall. <laughs> and your donation will instantly be quadruple matched. Oh, shit. They've gone to the next level. They have always said, Jelani, they're going to triple match my, my contribution. <laughs> but now that's just going to be quadruple. How about I pay nothing? Matched. Exactly. What, what, what did I say? Exactly. Why about I pay nothing you just triple match just it now? Just keep it. Do it for me. Do it. Why do oh. I? Why do you need to have me there in the equation? That's a bad investment for him. Exactly. Like, you don't quadruple <laughs> the initial investment. How does that? That's a bad business practice. Yeah. If you have that money, you got that money. <laughs> you gotta, I see you just go all for it. So, like, I watched Shark Tank, and one of the questions in Shark Tank is, what are you going to do with my money? Right? <laughs> what are you going to invest in marketing? Are you going to new product inventory? What are you going to do? So, I would ask Trump, what are you going to do with my $5? Because what your $20... <laughs> Okay, I know what you could do. You could do much more than my five, sir. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, like the five, it's a drop in the bucket in comparison to 20 you got. You got sitting on deck. You just waiting for my five to, to, to activate it? Yeah. Is, is my five the key to your 20? Don't wait for me. <laughs> you going, exactly. going ahead. <laughs> it's going to be a long ass wait. I got bills I got to pay. Exactly. You just go ahead and move forward. When I got my five ready, I'll, I'll show up to you later. How about this? I'll make you a deal. Okay. <laughs> You want to give me four for five, right? Four for five, okay? How about I give you one and you activate the rest of it? Exactly. Do the math on that. Oh, God. He's okay. awful. awful. He's person. not good at anything. <laughs> at anything. All right. That is, How was your weekend? <laughs> weekend wrap up. So I was saying that people should listen to podcasts at 1.3. What are you doing? Because it helps make the pods go faster. This is what we were talking about last time about you not doing that. And one of our listeners was saying, hey. They tried it at 1.3. And and it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That's how I listen to my podcasts. Because you are all super about about being efficient and shit. (laughs) Imagine someone listening to me faster. I already talked too fast anyway. That's why. I think you just get through... You hear nothing I said. <laughs> All right. So anyways, okay, so how was your weekend? My week was fantastic. What'd you do on your weekend? I just finished listening to this letter. Oh, you just talked for a long time. Fine. I'll talk. <laughs> okay, tell me I'll what talk. you did. 
All right. So first and foremost, first and foremost, first thing I did uh, was I went and I had to go to the Home Depot because I wanted to make some changes in my um, bathing situation. Okay. So you go to Home Depot? Mm-hmm. You want to build a bathtub? No, I'm going to build a bathtub. Oh, okay. But you know what they also have inside of the Home Depot? Outside of bathtub, I mean, that's a big, big change. I didn't, okay. I need to change that big, but I did want to change some things. I was like, the hey, faucets? I Your need you to let me tell the story. Toilet seat cushion? You want I a softer cushion? I want you to let me tell the story. I was like, okay. I have been in this place for about two years now. That's a long and time. Yeah, exactly. I, I like it. I, you know, I love my home. Um, but I don't feel like I am getting the exact amount of water pressure I feel like I need. That's fair. In every shower. Okay. I feel like it could be better. Yes. So I went in there and I said, let me go ahead and make myself a purchase to get a new shower head. So I was walking up and down the aisles. You sound like a female. Hey, I don't care. I want a more powerful Shower head, more pressure. <laughs> Not for <laughs> masturbation, homie. It was I'm for not, my head. Hey, hey, I didn't bring up that more. What you mean? <laughs> yeah. I was talking about cleansiness. I was oh, talking I about see. getting nicks and crannies. Sure, sure, You're sure. You're talking about, this is a PG-13 show, Jelani. Oh, yeah, really. As we've, we've demonstrated so clearly before. You have not beeped those? <laughs> <laughs> yes, all the cussing. We've been editing. That's why I don't have sponsors. <laughs> exactly why. Anyway. Uh, this is actually a very good episode. Um, what? I said, yeah, I said it live. I said it live. It was a very good episode. Go ahead. Don't listen to the rest of the episode. Only listen to this one. Um, I got the shower head, and I was at first I was concerned. I was like, because I didn't do any measurement beforehand as far as to <laughs> make sure. Of course you wouldn't. Yeah. I don't. I don't do planning like Fuck that. It. But what I did do is I Measuring kept looking shit. at all the different ones and seeing which one was gonna fit what I wanted to have. Okay. You know, that fit like fit like fit like fit my life. So it has the long little hose. So you can get your back and shit. Move it around. And for nooks and crannies. Exactly. Nooks and crannies. You need to have nooks and crannies taken care of. It has several different settings, which is also good. And when I put the motherfucker on there, it fits. I didn't even need the instructions. <laughs> I, just, I just eyeballed it. I'm like, I think this goes here and this goes there. And I did it. It fit like a glove. Like a motherfucking glove. And now my showers are immaculate. I love it. That's water pressure is very very important. Extraordinarily important. I was able to convince myself that it was not even the shower head. I thought that just had low water pressure in general. No, the the thing just wanted to have it just wanted to have a good outlet. He's like, give me <laughs> the way out. I'll escape if you yeah, just let me out. I'm dribbling right now. <laughs> yeah, I have I, so I, much. I, now I have so much potential. Exactly. I have so unleash much potential. my potential. Let me be me. Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. Uh, all right. Next thing. A lot of our friends, you know, have a birthday on the exact same time frame, the exact same week. <laughs> Who says that? The exact same. I thought you were going to say day or hour. You said time frame. <laughs> because that's what it is. No. Because not on the same day. But no one's so. It is within a time frame. Well, you're so precise, but yet so obscure. Like, <laughs> I didn't say I live at a place I call home. <laughs> like, what you do? I know, it's just very, and very it's, vague it's in, and specific at the same time. It's in the borders of this city. Okay. That's, that's still true. That's fair. That's true. Weird. So all our friends are in this time frame, the short time frame. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's in between February, uh, I think, 16th and, and 19th. Okay. That all these friends have a birthday. Got it. And so they collectively always have one big group outing where we celebrate right. all their birthdays. That's right. 
you uh, we're not gonna jump into your weekend because it's not your turn. I yet, was out of town, but you were out of town. Could not make so it. you could not make it, but I was able to make it. So what we first did was we went to eat at the yard house. <laughs> or yard house. The yard house. Okay. Very fancy restaurant called the yard house. Uh, it was in Brea. I have not been to downtown Brea in a minute. Really? Yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff always is, buy there. A lot of stuff is still the same, but there's one thing that's actually quite different, and I'm going to talk about that in just a second. Because we went there to eat, and we're going to go watch a comedy show that Eliza Sugarburger, the one who does that that comedian. What? That's that's one of the things she does when she does her comedy. Uh-huh. She goes, that's what she okay. does with her mouth. I don't know if I've seen her before. You've definitely seen her before. She's like a like a thin blonde younger um, woman. Like, she's, like, our age. Like, one of her most recent Netflix specials is called Elder Millennial. Okay. Because she's, like, an older millennial. That's the joke. She Asian? No, she's not. I told you she's a skinny, okay. blonde woman. She could be Asian, blonde woman. Oh, well, when I say blonde, I mean naturally blonde. You mean white. Yeah, but she's. But I also mean blonde hair. You can have blonde hair. You can have be Asian and have blonde hair. Blonde naturally? Hair. Is that what you said, naturally? I When I, when someone says blonde, <laughs> like, I'm trying to, like, express That's the different. Thing. I don't... Blonde... Hair color is very... It's very um, flexible. I don't. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't see that as very like race is very uh, hard, definitive. Well, I don't need, to, ha- I don't need to always use race to describe everybody. You know what? I'm gonna get back to what I'm going. Please do. Anyway, we went to go see her, and the big thing that said that was the big difference between Brea that I remember and Brea now is that the old Brea Improv has moved. Where it used to be an old Navy, they shut all that shit down, turned that into a restaurant slash comedy club. Oh, I don't recall that. I know. That's there now. They moved the old brand improv, moved all the shit out of there, and moved these motherfuckers over here to the other side entirely. Well, that's, that's where they stay, and that's where we watched the show. Uh, we had bought these tickets way earlier in the month of January, so I was not able to bring a date, uh, <laughs> but everyone else brought dates. Okay. It was really weird, but it was fine. I'm fine. I don't need that. Anyway, but we got VIP passes. Everyone was given a special, um, a special co- uh, collector's cup collector's glass along with a free dessert oh good. yummy yes it was, it, it was was there drink in the chalice not unless you paid for the chalice i thought you paid for the no, chalice. i mean paid for the drink okay to the chalice excuse me i had like a beer in there but yeah but no the, the, the they just gave you straight it was up a glass. souvenir it's completely souvenir okay. yeah cool. i've I've had, I've, I've had drinks since then but yeah it was pretty fun it was funny like the comedians, how long was it like an hour and a half well yeah because you had to have the opener and then she and then she came out for like an hour it's funny though because i kept feeling like she was done and she wasn't done like the the premise like her main premise and this is not a spoiler well actually it is a spoiler because you haven't heard this unless you've actually seen her perform live recently the main premise was in reference to her getting married so that's the main thing so she's going through a whole bunch of stuff that has to do with that type of joke as the cusp and I kept thinking to myself, she should be done by now. But she never was until she actually was done. Last thing I did. Last okay. thing I did on the weekend. Yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. because yesterday was President's Day, so I was not at work. So <laughs> me and a co-worker friend of mine and his girlfriend and the co-worker that I'm seeing, we all went and we took downtown L.A. on. Okay, what'd you um, do? We first went to an escape room. Oh, you and I have gone to an escape room before. We went to one called 60 Out. It's actually a franchise escape room so okay. they actually have different escape rooms all over the city got it and there's different themes based off of you know what part of the city you're in sure so we went to one called galaxy quest it was set as being hard it was pretty hard but we did get out nice yes 
And we were like, and we had 14 minutes too. We had 14 minutes. It was minutes. just four of you guys? Just four of us. Nice. Nobody else but four of us. And it was like a lot of crazy stuff. There was one where like you had to basically, it was in a spaceship. So you had to make these lasers come on so you could put your hand over a laser and it would make different sounds happen. Yeah. And making those sounds happen would make a song happen. And you had to learn what the lyrics of that song were or the beat to that song mm. based off of looking inside of a tube with a cord oh, and wow. seeing the clues on the screen. And they would be like, boom, 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 boom. Oh, my gosh. And then that made a thing open up that was part of the, it. Was, everything was, it was amazing. Good. Yeah. Nice. Like a little monster you had to feed. That was really cool. So and we dig it out, which is really, really cool. And then we have a picture. And Video like, games help you? Hell yeah, they help me. They really help you. They help train your brain to think in a certain way. Yeah, because like there's so many puzzles that you have to do with video games. That's exactly how video games are, right? Yeah, yeah. You're always like, oh, why is that that? You know, because like the last, the last, last puzzle, there's all these little pieces that are dropping off throughout the time we were in the room, and those five pieces made up the last puzzle we had to do because each one was a different color and they're all going a different direction, mm-hmm. and there was this screen that every once in a while would flash. The five colors of the same the things we had, and we're like, oh wait, those That's, were the same thing. But, but it didn't it didn't flash at all the time. It will flash like every forty seconds or so. Mm. So I was like. Shit, I gotta wait for it. I'm like, oh, there it is. That's how. That's the actual um, instructions and the order. You do it in the right order, and then boom, thing opens up, and we got the fuck out of there. How, After, how long they give you? An hour. That's good. And we got out of there with 14 minutes to spare. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, extra time anybody anybody needs some extra time exactly who wants more extra time we'll pass it on yeah so now we're all addicted now we want to do them again we want to go to the Jumanji one they got ones all over the town uh, then we went and we got some gelato we got some tacos from this place called uh, Giuseppe's or Guisaderas whatever it was Guisados Guisados you motherfucker I only been there once Guisados is like I don't want to talk to you. Whatever. The tacos. They're like fusion tacos. They that were the good. Best. They were good. Yeah, handmade tortillas. Yeah, exactly. I saw them made. The lady, she was making tortillas right Man, there in front I of me. I gotta tell you. So, like, when you go to other cities and shit, and, like, they say, oh, we're gonna have Mexican food, like, you know, like, because we live in L.A., like, Mexican food is predominant. Like, it is. We have the best Mexican food in the it, world. It, it better right? be there, like, yeah. I mean, we just... So when I go to other cities and they go, oh, well, you know, we have Mexican food. I'm almost like, but is it really going to be as good when I got back home? Like, no. It's not, It's just not, like, you can't, like, if I'm from, like, Thailand, and be like, oh, I have Thai food. I'm like, but I'm from Thailand. Like, that's where you, like. We right? do this. Yeah, right? exactly. So, like, I try to avoid Mexican places and Thai places. Thai places, not so much, because Thai places, I think, each city can have, like, a different spin. They try to make it really, you know, but. When they try to say like authentic Mexican food, I'm always like, you know what? Like I, my state literally borders Mexico. Like I don't. Yeah. And like I'm maybe an hour and a half away from Mexico. Exactly. Like, yeah. There's, there's enough. There's enough crossover, and influence that I get, the best that. that they you have can have a Mexico without being in Mexico. Ex- exactly. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And we got that food, which was really really good. Got some gelato after that. We were eating our ass off. Then. Uh, we were like, okay, what, what did we do after we went and got the ice cream? We ended up going saying, hey, what we have not done yet, we have not had anything to drink. So we go to Perch. On I top, yes. Perch is beautiful. Exactly. And then we're listening downtown. to Downtown. You some, right in downtown. I, I was in downtown, homie. Yeah. So we were uh, up there drinking. It was cold as shit. Fuck yeah, it's cold. Yeah, but it was still fun. We also went to the last bookstore. Um, okay, I see. Looked yeah. at the books, and the, so we did basically a whole lot of real yeah. You cool like stuff. a fucking like a uh, <laughs> you did like a the, the hipster tourist. guide of oh, well, LA. Well, you know who you're dealing with, I so know. yeah. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. a I lot. I mean, it's literally like what you did is like what people would find in their hotel rooms, and they like the magazine. What's new in LA? And you like visit all the 
you need to do this. The top 10 things to do when you're in downtown LA. Exactly. We're, we're, we're almost went to the road. We'll, we'll go later. We're going to go to the road later. Um, what right. did you do? Finally, tell me what you did. So, before I talk about my DC trip, so I was in uh, DC for work. Uh, I want to talk about Saved by the Max. Uh, it's a restaurant that is... Uh, that spun off from the TV from the '90s TV show Saved by the Bell. I thought that that, that was like just a pop up. I didn't know it was like a thing that's always around. So here's the genesis of it. So Saved by the Max, um, and for those who used to watch a TV show, uh, Max used to be the name of the restaurant that all the kids would go patronize. Now, uh, this was actually a pop up. The genesis of the restaurant to what you were saying that it's a pop up shop. It actually started in Chicago. Back about four, three, three and a half years ago. The reason why I know is because um, my my wife's family is from Chicago, and I remember it being in Chicago. And I was like, oh, I want to go to that restaurant because it looks so fucking cool. Cause it was a pop up restaurant. Well, they they were basically sold out every night. They were sold out. It was one of those oh. things where it's like you're never gonna get to go because it's always fucking sold out. So by the time it um so uh I I kept in contact with them. I followed their Instagram. And I followed them until basically they were no longer like they're like, hey, we're closing up the pop-up shop. So I emailed them, was on their was on their Instagram, say, hey, like, when will I get, ever get to patronize you again? You know, like, are you gonna be back in Chicago? And they said, no, we're actually gonna be in LA soon. And I was like, when? They say, oh, in about a year or so. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. So I've been following them for like over two and a half years. They finally emailed me like, hey, like we're going to be in LA. You know, you're part of our VAP er uh, early list, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because I emailed you 97 years ago. Right. And so I finally finally get an email that they're open. It took me still from then like 10 months to get a fucking reservation. Right? Nostalgia, homie, is real. Yeah, and so... I finally get the appointment and they say, and like, I'm like three weeks out. They say, oh, we have to change your appointment, but you know, sorry, we have to reschedule. We have some instruction, blah, 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 but you can pick any other day of any other week and we'll accommodate you. So I, I rescheduled to go with my sister and my wife and uh, her wife. So talking about the restaurant, it, the food there is okay. It's like, bleh, you know? Um, well, okay, I'm gonna let you know right now. There's a big difference between it's okay and bleh, because bleh, yeah. like there's eh, that's fine for food. You say bleh, that's like bad. No, bad is like Ugh, like I, I can't that's eat. I'd have bleh. bleh like like nothing really to write home about. Some more eh, eh, meh, yeah, meh. It's a meh. Okay, um, and I say that because uh, I went there with already lowered expectations. I went there because like. It's true. When you go there, they say you're you're so you pay forty dollars prefix. You pay forty dollars, okay, which comes with an appetizer, an entree, and dessert. Forty dollars for premix, kind of good food. Yeah, which is not that bad. If you think about, uh, ten dollars for the uh, starter, twenty dollars for the appetizer, and I don't know five dollars for five to eight dollars for dessert. But I would not pay that because I typically don't get appetizers and dessert. So I know, but it's part. It's July. This is part of an experience. That's what you're going to pay a prefixed. If you're going, ever if you ever gone to a prefixed restaurant, yeah, right. Typically, they're fancy and have good yeah. food. <laughs> okay. See how see like you right, your, right. your argument. <laughs> no, no, but it's also part of the experience because okay. like the Magic Castle is extremely expensive and the food is meh. Ah, okay, and that's also to a certain use degree. Some of that magic on that food. They should. They should really <laughs> concentrate on fucking the food 
than fucking the magicians. <laughs> but you go there because of the overall experience. You get to fucking watch shows. I mean, there's there's more there, there there's more of a get. But you know, this is L.A. This is a trendy pop up. It's like people want to go. They're going to leverage that. So you pay a premium for that. That's not lost on me. You know, it's like I go there knowing that no, I'm not getting the most bang for a buck, but it's an experience. So part of that experience is. You know, take, take taking the pictures and you know experience some of the props that they have, and you know it. It if you are a fan of that show, it very much has an appeal to you, um, and that's what I would say. If you want to go to that restaurant, it's going to only be here for like I think three uh, three more weeks, and it's going to be gone. Um, go for the experience and not for the food. I mean, the experience of like people went dressed up, you know, like cosplay, like people. Just, I saw your shirt. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you get that motherfucker from? I know you liked it. Huh? I did like it. I know. It's actually Abby's uncle. Her, her like Filipino uncle had like his shirt and we saw it a couple weeks earlier and we're like, I need that shirt. And they're like, why? They're like, because it's like from the show. And so anyways, it's a good place to go to have an experience, but the food is meh. Okay. So DC, why don't you talk about my trip to DC? You went to DC. I went to DC and like we talked about last year when I went to DC, um, I really took kind of like a tourist approach. I saw every museum. I soaked everything in. This time I saw very limited museums. Actually, I only saw a couple of places. But I did go to the White House, which was cool. I never got to go to the White House before. Um, I saw a lot of the... Because um, there's like four floors in the White House. I don't know if you know that. There's four stories. What? Uh, yeah, two are like the like museum level, basically. right? And then the other two are the residents. So... Uh, and it's an old fucking building, dude. Like, it's old. Like, I can understand Trump um, being there and being this is not a modern building. Like, well, it's a two, it's as old as the country. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like, have you ever stayed at like a, uh, a hotel in like a, um, it's like a, like a, like you could tell it's an old hotel, right? But they try to modernize. I mean, they have like modern keys and stuff like that too, right? But you could tell it's just, it's, it's just, its bones are an old, it's the old hotel, right? That's how kind of like the White House felt. It felt like it was old. It like, you know, they do the best they can to preserve it. And, you know, but it's an old fucking building. You could feel the old bones. You could feel the old bones in the building, that right? Makes sense. Uh, had a great time, enjoyed myself. Um, I was really, it's a lot smaller than I thought it would be. You know, um, I don't this know. four-story building is a lot smaller than you thought it would be. Yeah, some of the rooms I thought were gonna. I mean, I don't know what I expected, but I think you expected what you saw on the West Wing. Yeah, but I wasn't. You, they yeah, didn't but film I, that I didn't get the, to go. <laughs> I know, but I didn't get to even go in the West Wing, so I can't have like actual like a literal comparison. But like some of the guys there, uh, the Secret Service guys, which is awkward. The Secret Service guys who actually are are positioned throughout the East room or throughout the rooms the east wings what they call it um they actually are like docents like they actually know the history behind things they they are supposed to know facts like, it's part of their fucking training so you can ask these guys about like this stuff and um they'll tell you like oh yeah this is in 1895 this happened i'm like how the fuck do you know that like how do you protect the president and know like the the fabric that's made on the fucking walls. I know this shit now. Also, fuck your shit up. I know yeah. both things. You know, I got yelled at by one of the Secret Service guys. Like, they don't fuck around. Like, I uh, was, like, touching one of, like, the sand walls. And I was like, hey, so what is this, man? He's like, don't touch that. Sorry, I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't know. You put, put a sign on, motherfucker. Like, instruct, motherfucker. It's my first time. Like, this is, this is the people's house. Like, <laughs> is my house, first of all. Is that why you have the cast on your finger? And he fuck you up? Yeah. Like, I was like, fuck. I know. I was like. <laughs> 
don't fuck us, they don't fuck around. But anyways, um, yeah, it had like sand walls. I mean, it was really like the the, the reason why it's, I say it's a lot smaller because there's there's only like four oval rooms in the entire building. I guess back in the day, that type of uh, ar- architecture, the oval, there were a lot of oval rooms. Like oval rooms were like considered like uh, identification of like wealth and prestige if you had an oval shaped room. Oh, so the Oval Office was not something that the people, everyone had Oval Offices probably. Yeah, it was just Oval like, Office was probably like, that's the shit you do. That's probably, yeah, back then it's like, you know, some people have like, I don't know, fucking G6s. Right? Like, when, yeah. I do, when I went to my friend Fred's house, I'm like, oh, so where's your Oval Office? Oh, it's over yeah, here? Oh, cool, like, cool, yeah. cool. And so they had like four Oval Rooms, right? And like I asked one, there's one called the Diplomat Room. And I was like, so I'm not going to get to go in the Oval Office. I don't know if I ever will ever get to go in the Oval Office, unless it's by mistake. Um... Can you kind of give me an idea of how big the Oval Office is, right? And the Secret Service said, yeah, sure. And he said, well, the Diplomat Room. The Diplomat Room is... Uh, the Oval Office is actually smaller than, smaller than the Diplomat Room. And I was able to kind of look, and I was like, fuck. Like, this is not really that big of a space. Like, I don't know what I think the Oval Office, how big it's supposed to be, but it's... Like, I've been in CEO's office that are much bigger than than the Oval Office. So I can imagine Trump being there going like, this is shitty. Like this That's is why not- he goes to Mar-a-Lago all the That's time. That's why, yeah, he's like, fuck that, or I'll go to Trump Tower. Like, this is a shitty view, right? Um, but, so I mean, I just, you know, I thought about, you know, when when I was there, I thought about like, fuck, like this is like George, Wa- not George Washington, but the other presidents, like, fuck man, they walk through these halls, you know? Like, you know, I saw where like the president does his like red carpet, like where he walks on and does like in press conferences and like we're like where I've seen stuff on TV. It's like kind of being at Universal Studios, right? Like you get to be at like I was on the Friends set, you know. Like it's you were diluting this <laughs> and making it seem way worse. Like it was not that big. It was kind of like the Friends set. I'm like, yeah. So basically, folks, don't go to the White House. I'm it's, just it's saying, nothing. it's just like I mean, yeah, it has mystique and all this stuff, right? Because the White House, but it's I don't know. It's it just made it more relatable because I was like, okay, I get it. Like he's just a dude. Like, Everybody has a house. That's just one of them. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, I also want to talk about one big gem that I got to experience. I got to go to the African American uh, Natural History Museum. Natural, no, that's not what it's called. Um, yeah, because natural one. history sounds like like animals. <laughs> no, I'm like, uh, no, do not no, equate no. that with I'm animals. I'm sorry, no, 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 no. I don't want to fuck this up. So, um, you mean national history? National. I'm sorry, national museum. National I was like, uh, like that makes way more sense than natural history. But I'm talking about the culture and history. Okay, so this is what the name. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna fuck it up. National Museum of African American History and Culture. Okay. Okay. So there was I just fucking interchanged all the words and make it sound very oh, no, yeah, mm-hmm, animalistic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an amazing museum. It is, Jelani. If you don't ever find your, if you find yourself in New York and or on the East Coast or near DC, mm-hmm. you need to take an opportunity to go to this museum. Um, and I say that not just as a black man, but um, you being a black man. But I say that as just someone who would appreciate history and culture um, and really take a lot from it. Uh, so I've been wanting to go to this place for a very long time. Actually, it was been around since 2016, I think, when it first opened. And I tried to go last year, but they had, like, these time fucking passes. You had to go, and, like, you couldn't just wait in line. And so this year I was like, fuck that. I'm doing my research. I'm going to find out how I'm going to fucking be able to get to go. So I found out that they were just having, like, for January, February, that they were just going to uh, have, like, waiting limit, um, just, like, uh, basically walk-ins so I could go and camp out there. So I got there early, and I was, like, the first one fucking in line. 
And I spent five and a half hours there at a museum. Almost six hours I spent. I, I got there at, they opened at 10. I walked in the doors at 10, first one in line. And I didn't leave till about 2.30 or so, maybe 3. So that's 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12, 12 to 1, 1 to 2, 2 to 3, about 5 hours. I think I think I walked over to the National Monument around 3.30. Um, that's quite impressive. For one museum. And it's basically eight stories because it's four underground and then four above ground. And it's the only museum amongst all the Smithsonian museum, uh, museums that go through like a chronological timeline. Oh, so okay. it so tells it's, it's a story. Tell a story, okay. And it's just—I mean, other museums try to tell a story too, but this goes in like a chronological narrative. And I left feeling very like weighed by and, and affected, affected. Um, but it was like a time bomb. And I say that because I walked away and I was like, oh, that was really deep. I was like, I want to go to the Holocaust Museum. I'm like, what am I doing to myself? Like, why are you going to go? Yeah, not right afterwards. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I've been to a Holocaust Museum. Yeah. Not, not, not maybe not the, the one over in D.C., but I've been to the one in L.A. Yeah, and it's like, it's like emotionally it's, draining. It's heroin. Yeah, yeah you it's don't like wanna, draining, yeah. right? It's draining. Exhausting. And so I was like, I'm, I'm not good to myself. And so I decided to go to the Washington Monument. I went to um uh, Thomas Jefferson Muse- uh, uh, Monument. I love the Abraham Lincoln Memorial. I love, I have to go there, you know. Yeah. So, some, some good stuff. So I went to MLK, yeah, you know. More of a happier. Statues. Yeah, more tranquil, right? And so, um, but that museum, I mean, it went through. So, the slavery stuff was pretty, I mean, it was it was awful. It was. You don't say. Bad. It was, I mean, but it wasn't stuff that, like, I didn't know that, like, that many a stories I've tried to tell before, right? It's like, it wasn't any, like for us, I think we've been very exposed to the realities of our history, right? Particularly black history, yeah. right? Living in LA and there's an urban connection there. And it's like, but if I grew up in the Midwest or the South, like it would have been a wholly different narrative. A lot, right? there'd be a lot more dilution, a lot more yeah. watering down. That's right, that's yeah. right. And so- Like somebody, like, like, like one of those dudes said, oh, you know, so many years ago, people came on both the indentured servants. Those were not indentured servants. That's right. That's right. And it's like, for us, I feel that we had we we have benefited, um, uh, because of where we lived and understanding the black culture and community and the history of it. Right. We we uh, we we we've been blessed enough to be around that, exposed to that. Uh, but people were crying, like people like they were. Like, this was always was really thrown off to me. There were, like, a, a lot of white folks in there, right? And, like, a lot of, I saw two or three white folks, like, crying. I saw this mother, like, holding her, like, 13-year-old daughter, look like, like, just grasping her, like, clenched fists, like, reading these things about her history and maybe her ancestors, right? And it was, like, how do you begin to have that conversation with your own and say, like, our lineage, our lineage was a participant in this? Yeah. You know? And I um, think that's probably where a lot of the breakdown probably came from. I feel like that, like, because that could be, especially if you're somebody who has a lot of empathy and thinking yourself like, man, like, we, and especially when you think about the fact, like, for the most part, a lot of these people are still benefiting from those crimes. Not, not to say that they want to, you know, not to say they would choose to, but just the, 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 the way that the whole game is set, a lot of those things that happen, you have people who are still actively benefiting from it that's right and and you know i have a friend of mine she's a um she's a professor uh in a, a, a cal state long beach and uh 
she was still, we were talking about black history and black culture. She's a strong black woman, right? And uh, she's awesome. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you see my Instagram, the post that she had on her student's wall on her door. No, I don't think I did. Okay. And so did you see that? No, oh, I did no, that? I, that here, here, okay, okay, okay. So John's gonna read it, and then he'll 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 say what it says on the all right Instagram so, post. So what it says in the post, dear students, they didn't steal slaves. They stole scientists, doctors, architects, teachers, entrepreneurs, astronomers, fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, etc., and made them slaves. Shit, that's powerful, <laughs> right? And so it's like, you know, you think about. You know, I, you know, because I was I was having drinks in DC and I was talking to her about, like, can she, and we were just like riffing, right, and going off in this kind of like esoteric like rants about what we think about race and stuff, right? And she was like, "Look," and I was like, "Yeah, man, there needs to be more equality and more equity." She's like, "It goes even deeper than that." She was like, "This is was a a decimation of a race. This statutory, and she was like, this statutory deliberate." process that was supported for decades and it has reverberations right? to this day right like 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 the like like black hate is worldwide yes that's why colorism exists that's why you can be within the same race of people but the darker version of your race no matter uh -huh. what race it is yes. somehow it's like uh it's it's, it's 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 crazy right yeah no the only way it works reverse is with white people cuz it's, it's if you're too white that's a somehow a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, but every other race, the darker you are, it's like, oh, you're dirtier somehow. And it goes across the board. They were able to, it was like a PR spin. It's a yes. real big PR That's spin. Right. Yeah. It worked everywhere. There's a, there's a reason why it's a transatlantic slave trade. Yeah. I mean, because it went global. Yeah. It went from these African nations along the coast and and then it just expanded across, to, across the whole globe. This was a billion dollar industry. Oh, yeah, it was. It was you, I mean, people I mean, were making is, money. This, this is not like oh, it just happened to the fringe. This is like a common good. This was a trade that went on, and she, and, and I was like, okay. Then then how do you? And I asked her. I said, so how do you even begin to make? How do you even begin to um, make it an even playing field? Okay, if we're if we're starting from a place, okay, we want to be able to like try to get folks on you know, uh, an even playing field if you can. And she's like, it goes even beyond that. And I'm like, then what's the solution? She's like, I don't know the solution. Is. She's like, that's beyond me. But I can tell you from studies, I can tell you from research what it has affected, okay? I can't make policy. That's up to politicians, lawmakers, and other folks. I can tell you from an academic point of view, it has been disastrous. And it's been an impact, a, 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 uh, a researchable, a um in a, a conclusive connection between the plight of blacks just if you just talk about america forget just america right that there's a reason why there's an education gap there's a reason why there's a wealth gap there's a reason why because we never had we would never offer the opportunities for for ascension okay exactly like i'll say it's like all the smart ones they killed we were not able to she was like we were not allowed to read we're not allowed, and this is like maybe 100 years ago yeah. Okay, like this is not far. Like Jim Crow laws in 1950s and 60s, there's still generations of people who remember that. Like, you cannot even begin to fathom the inequities in terms of 
financial inequities in terms of our social welfare, uh, welfare society as an ability to, to create families to, to be able to see examples of like mother and like a uh, uh, husband and wife to be able to build strong connections emotionally, socially. Like she's like, this stuff is not just, this stuff is not just relegates. Oh, let me just cut you a check and we'll be done. Cause they tried that in South Africa and they were able to through years first admitting Right, admitting it and then be able to work constantly at trying to identify those who were injured and those who 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 who, who were wronged by institutional um, uh, policies. Okay, this was stuff that was not on a federal level, by state, by county, by ordinances. Like this goes well beyond just okay. This is this is a systemic and institutional creature that was created. So how do you begin to even? I I don't know. I don't know, and that's and that's what her admitted truth was. It, it lives and breathes. Yeah, when you think about it, like you can be somebody like her or like myself who like has like some awareness of it. I'm not like a big deep scholar, uh-huh. but I've had so much exposure, so I understand it too. And it's it 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 affects everything, and it's it's. It's insidious. Yeah. Like when someone says, "Oh, yeah, well, blacks commit more crimes." Like, no, no, no. That's part of the narrative that also was created. It was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. It's not something like, "Oh, we're inherently criminals." No, you put us in a situation where, like, when they had like the the Black Wall Street, they burned that motherfucker down. All these people were industrialists and making up. Like, they yeah. saw that there was an opportunity for them to make actually long sustaining black wealth. They're like, and I give fuck that shit. And I give you an example. Okay, a, real, a really simple example. Okay, like, um. And you could, and, and and those who don't want to believe it could talk about, oh, this is just black culture trying to prom, you know pro, uh, promote itself and trying to change the narrative of history. Okay, like Jackie Robinson, right? Ja- uh, Jackie Robinson, baseball icon, Hall of Fame, right? First black man to break the uh, racial barrier of baseball, right? Um, there was a there was a Negro League, okay? He was like a top player in the Negro League, okay? They took away the top player in the Negro League, take taking away any collateral influence that that could have had by him being in the Negro League, right? Being in a promise to that league, showing a look at what type of talent. The MLB, the National Baseball League, took all the best black players to decimate the Negro League. So there was no even idea. So you could not have a, a burgeoning fan base. That's right. Yes. That's like, right. Like, and it was just insidious. That's just an example, again, of like this, like, and that's just in the private sports sector, right? These are all these, and these are unintended consequences, but not being able to identify it at that time and to realize that, like, that has had generational exponential um, con- consequences, in, uh, intended and unintended, for decades. And how do you begin to resolve that? You do it inch by inch. You try to make progressive and you always try to identify i.e. blackface. Okay? Like, and I don't know. There's been so much blackface this month, it's ridiculous. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if it's because, like, this is what the conversation was, but when I was going through some of the exhibits, like, there were at least six, like, half a dozen, at least, um, exhibits on blackface. Understand the history, the culture, the reason why, the, the idea of the minstrel, right? This idea that it was promoted by black folk, that black folk would do it to be part of vaudeville, be part of the show. They would also do that. So you under, so you understood how the sensitive, how, how, how it's evolved through history, but now that you're looking back on it to realize, like, that was a shameful era. Like, that was not okay. And to, to, 
to come back just decades later to say like, hey, look, I don't know why people make a big fucking deal. You don't understand the history behind it. Go educate yourself. Come up with an original thought. If you understand the history of it and then can still do that, then let's have that discourse, right? But don't do it not understanding what you're fucking stepping into. And they never do. Like, real quick, and we're going to get off of this in a second, but like... We've been on this for a hot minute. Yeah, yeah. But to say it's like, you're wearing someone else's, not even their culture, but even deeper than that, like just wearing their quote-unquote skin as a costume to temporarily and to know you can wash it off. Like, that's ridiculous. And be like, I don't see what the big deal is. You don't see what the big deal is. Well, I mean, it was used to make, for lack of a better term, to make black people look more friendlier. To make them look more comical, to make them also look fucking dumb, like, exactly. like they car- were a threat. Like a car- exactly, like they weren't a threat; they were cartoonish. Because the whole thing was their threat, right? Quote unquote, the imagined or, or, or otherwise. We can do an entire podcast. We do a special episode on blackface. <laughs> it's probably <because> coming next. <laughs> I have learned so much from that museum. I need to go back out. I cannot wait until I can geek my daughter out and throw her into the pool of like wokeness about not only black culture but about the history of america and let her understand like i'm gonna give it to you all like yeah we did this to fucking indians yeah don't uh don't believe that shit like yeah and and you come up with your own original thought exactly it's gonna be beautiful it's gonna be beautiful well let's go off the heavy stuff we well i was supposed to be a weekend wrap up but that's what it is what it is I know. sometimes these things happen okay. let's go ahead and jump into them pros in different area codes So just go over go over a couple of things about sports have happened because a lot of shit's gone on. I think you need to be in the know. Uh, so, a couple of things to keep you in the know <sighs> when you're with your coworkers, <laughs> right, or your other friends who watch sports, and you need to kind of like not feel like you ain't in the know and being involved. Is um, what's going on with Anthony Davis? Oh, okay. okay. So now, you, wait, so you heard now, about Anthony right. Davis. I keep seeing him everywhere. Yeah. I see that unibrow everywhere <laughs> yeah. I go. <laughs> so the idea was, like, before the trade deadline, that was he going to become a Laker? Because LeBron James and him have the same agent. And they're like, oh, well, LeBron James, basically, he's the king of basketball. So whatever he says goes. And so since then, um, here's a crazy shit's going with Anthony Davis is um, he's basically said, I don't want to play for the team. Right. So it seems like, OK, we get that. But you're still on our team. But we want to trade you later because we want to get some asset back for you, right? We want to trade you for another player, right? Um, and we don't want you to get injured. So we don't want you to play. But then we can't, like, let you just sit out because the NBA doesn't want you to just to us to sit out like our star players. So it's kind of a weird, like, place that they're in, Lonnie, because he's not injured. But, like, I'll give example. So... He so first of all he's so first of all he's really injury prone. That's what he's known for. He's known there's there's actually a tweeter uh, a tweet. There's actually a a, a a Twitter handle that's called um, is Anthony Davis hurt right? And like every time he's hurt, he's like like he'll tweet out, "Yep, just sprained my ankle." Yep, just fell over a chair, yeah, right? And so people check this tweet to see if this motherfucker is injured. And he he holds the record for the most going to visit the locker room, like. They don't like. They think he has like a bowel. Like he he has the shits because he goes. He has the most of. Hey, halftime. I go go to the fucking locker room and think they think he's injured. So, anyways, um, he he was injured. He came off injury, and they're like, "Well, is he gonna actually play? Because he's asked for a trade. And what if he gets injured? Like, what if he actually gets injured? And so he fucking sat there, and they're like, "No one knew this motherfucker was gonna play or not." So they finally went in and let him play. For like 10 minutes and they sat him out for the rest of the game. Because the NBA said, if you don't play this healthy player, we will find you $100,000 per game if he does not fucking play. 
So now, like, each game, people are wondering, is he going to play? And how much is he going to play? Because guess what happened? He's injured now because he fell over somewhere. He sprained his fucking shoulder. He sprained his shoulder, Jelani, at one of the games. And he just left the bench and went to the hospital with his fucking agent. He didn't even tell the coach. The coach did not know that he left the fucking stadium. The arena. He just left with his fucking, like, in his fucking agent's car and went to the fucking hospital. Without, the team was still finishing the goddamn game. I don't even know what team he played for, but it's, oh, it's just hilarious. And so, um, long story short, guess what happened this last weekend? It was the NBA All-Star weekend. And he was chosen as an All-Star, right? Okay. And, and he's supposed to play in the All-Star game. John, tell me you think he played. 10 minutes. He, he play? played. Played yeah. 10 minutes. <laughs> okay, see, 10 minutes. He played 10 minutes, and, and he's supposed to play on Thursday. You think he's playing on Thursday? I would hope so. He's not going to play on Thursday. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand any of this. It's just nonsense. It's like... It's just weird place where, like, the owners are like, hey, you're not going to tell me what to do, NBA. NBA's like, because, quite frankly, if he gets injured, like, that's millions of dollars, right? So, it's in his best interest to not play. It's in the team's best interest not to play. But the NBA is like, we can't just have motherfuckers just be sitting for no for no reason. I want that job. Right? <laughs> so, anyways, that's what's going on with Anthony Davis. Okay, cool. Perfect, perfect, perfect. The last thing I want to talk about is, did you see a dunk contest? You hear about the dunk contest? Bro, you know I didn't see that shit. Motherfucker. So, there's this guy. His name is Hamdu Diallo. Okay. Hamdu Diallo. Okay? I, f- I play fantasy basketball, Jelani. Okay? That means I have to have in my skull memorized probably the top... 190 players in the NBA at some point. The 190 African names. <laughs> right. Like, well, Hamdu, or that no, no, I mean just 190 players. I'm, that just, have to I'm just kidding. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Oh, I, so, you, so you don't know I that I literally name. <laughs> thought that they just got this guy in. He, they just got him off the bench like somewhere for dunking because I've never, ever heard of this guy. Ever. Ever. So when I say, oh, he's going to dunk for the Oklahoma City Thunder, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? This guy is like in the YouTube world is like a dunk master. Oh, like I didn't know about this undergrad. This guy is just like known for dunking. I don't know if he ever. He's not played one minute as an NBA professional player, but this motherfucker can dunk on YouTube videos all day. Oh, so this guy dunked over Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, whoa, he dunked over Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal, seven foot two, former NBA player, and not only he dunked over him, he uh, he didn't use him to like vault himself up. He just straight from the ground, just over his fucking big ass skull. That's pretty amazing. And dunked the fucking basketball. I, I did actually see, I don't know what I was watching. I don't know where I was, but I did see one dunk where it's like, it was J. Cole and he like bounced the ball and he flopped to some, some yeah. dude who was wearing a J. Cole jersey. And then yes. he did the dunk. Is J. Cole popular? Is he like super popular? He's J. Cole. <laughs> yes. How popular? Give me a song that he does. Give me. I don't know songs that you would know, but like oh, he's okay. very, very popular. Give me like a number one song that he does. Like it's the most popular song that he's done. I don't remember. I know too many J. Cole songs for me to Do know. Does he, he rap or sing? He's a rapper. Does he sing? Does he like... He does can like, sing a little like bit. Drake? Does he like Not sing? really. He's more like a rapper. He's not doing like... Like J. Cole is like a very, very strong lyricist. Like the last couple of, of his albums, he's intentionally had no features and they go double mm. platinum. Like it's a meme. It's a meme about J. Cole. It's like he went double platinum with no features. He will have a full album because he produces all of his albums himself also. Okay. So it's just, I'm rapping all the raps. I'm making all the music. I do it all by myself and it's doing double platinum and I'll go on tour by myself. And then when I'll go on someone else's song, their song also is better and I'll just walk away. Like Okay, so J. Cole is like Drake and then J. Cole and, and, and Kanye. Kanye. 
No, it would be more like mixing Drake and Kanye, and then you may get a J. Cole. So J. Cole is superior to, to Drake. And as far as skill, yes. yes. Not, not popularity, no. Yeah, obviously. that's right. Not popularity. It's different. Popularity is different. Yeah, okay. But no. skill set, you say J. J. Cole is much better than... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, absolutely. all right. Because I, I, I wanted to understand the magnitude of when they were like, oh, J. Cole, cause he, he tried to dunk and he missed it. He almost got it, motherfucker. He almost he, got it. He got it the second time. But yeah, no, but J. Cole's, J. Cole's very Yeah, good. so J., J., J. Cole runs circles on Migos. Hey, get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Man. Get the fuck out absolutely. of here. But J. Cole also used to play basketball. Oh, J. Cole used to play basketball. Yeah. Okay, all right, cool. So that's it. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I mean, that that sounds like we were talking about some little things that were, that were popular. Speaking of popular, let's go ahead and jump into that dirty pop. Oh my goodness. I meant, why don't you know this? That's what I meant. We said dirty pop, but that's not what it was. It's why don't you know this? <laughs> is that what you said? Yeah. The bump, I'll listen to you. The bumper's correct. Okay. But I was not correct. You're jumping ahead. Yeah, it's all right. It's fine. It's fine. But still, it'll be really pretty quick because I have given you a multiple choice. You did. So you could just... All right. So Overwatch, we've been talking about Overwatch since we started the show. Jelani still plays Overwatch. It's a great game. Now, there's obviously, we all talk about esports. And so with esports, there obviously has to be teams. Yes. There are professional Overwatch teams. Makes and sense. these teams have names. So, Patrick, I'm going to give you a list of names. I just need you to identify... Very similar to what you do to me with some of these sports people. Yes. You're going to identify to me which one, only one, of these teams is completely fictional. I have a 25% chance to get this You do. You one do. out of four chance. Exactly. So it should be very simple. Which of these is not an Overwatch League pro team? The London Spitfire. The Shanghai Dragons. The Houston Guns. And the Vancouver Titans. Whichever one will prevent you from ever making that voice again. <laughs> and the Vancouver Titan. <laughs> London Spitfire. They all sound fake. Well, that's only because you never heard of the teams because you don't watch the games. I know. And right now, Overwatch League is actually happening live right now. I think London Spitfire is fake. You think London Spitfire is fake? Yeah. All right. Final that shit. That's that's it. Okay, cool. You didn't even try, but <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know I you're, like, you're like, I don't know which one it is. That is not true. London Spitfire is absolutely correct. <laughs> okay. Yes, London Spitfire is absolutely correct. So is the Vancouver Titans, also a real team, which sounds starting to get weird. It's like, oh, Shanghai Dragon, that sounds kind of weird. Houston Guns, that sounds kind of off. Okay. Shanghai Dragons, also real. The Houston Guns is fake because it's actually the Houston Outlaws. Wait, what? Okay. So I was wrong, first of all. Yes. Okay. So London Spitfire is real. Correct. Shanghai Dragons is real. Yes. Vancouver Titans is real. Correct. Houston Guns is fake. Yes, because they're actually called the Houston Outlaws, but their logo is two guns. That's where I got the fake name from. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they like, are is one like champion? No, those not no, are, no, those four. Are there any? Are they just some random? No, no, no. They're all the professionals who play against each other for the cup. They are is that so that's a team. Yeah, they're all teams. Like what happened? So like, they're like the Memphis Grizzlies. Like sure. like in basketball. Sure, but like there's like a like a they five are the Los person. Angeles Lakers. I guess so, okay. yes. But they're like they're like a like about a ten person team. They they tour together, they stay yeah. in the dorm together. These are prominent team players. That, these that, are not like these are not like B League players. These are like the top. They're the team. professional league. Okay. I just don't, I don't want to know what we're with. But I told you, the pros, like they're the highest of the high. It still is very much trying for me to 
to appreciate them being called professionals. Like, well, I don't see how how that because like I can't beat them because they're professional. Can you beat Kobe on the basketball team? On, on basketball no, I can't beat a lot of players on the basketball. Okay, team. <laughs> okay. I I I can't even beat people who do it recreationally. Oh, like, oh, let alone well, I can well, barely beat them at twenty five hour fitness. I well, can barely. So well, don't. That's you, a bad you, are, you are very bad then. What I'm saying though is someone. Well, who's don't pro- fuck on my fantasy league. Okay, but some, I'm a goddamn professional. All, 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 all right then. <laughs> Exactly. They, they're professionals of okay. this game. All right. They will mop the floor with you. Okay. I just won't go into the world. That's why that. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Don't do not do it. I'll fucking kick your ass on the streets. <laughs> that, that, beat them on the streets. That, but the, this, who cares? That's not what it's about. It's not biking time. I will take them on the streets. That's <laughs> what I'll do. Fucking nerds. <laughs> Yay. Um, Violence. Ooh. Punch them in the face. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, my question to you. It's, this is rather complicated, but if you get this, like it's, I don't think you will get it, but that's not the point. It's actually a, a way to tell you, to share a story. Jelani, what is a honey dip dunk? All right, so the honey dip dunk was actually used during that 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 crazy um uh dunk contest thing. Okay. At the uh, at the at the All Star Games. Yeah. What happens is the guy, the basketball player, he's got the ball right. Okay. He's moving to the court. He jumps up in the air. All right. He gets the ball. What do you finish it? I'm gonna finish it. Yes, I, first of all, 99% of all moves start like that. I know. Okay. But it's the finish. All right. The last thing he does before he gets that ball and so effortlessly puts it through the hoop. Okay. If you get this right, I'm just gonna applaud and walk out the room. <laughs> well, I'm about to get it right. He didn't get the ball and he dips it. <laughs> he dips it. <laughs> And he put it through the hoop. Honey dip dunk. So there's like a jar of honey somewhere. Exactly. Like he physically gets honey. I could not keep the... I couldn't even say it without laughing. So you have I, any idea what it sounds like a honey dip dunk? Is that what sounds like? Sounds like he gets he like go, a, boop. <laughs> I did my hand real quick, folks, for... It is the audible medium. I put my hand, I slightly put it through a, a fake rim and t- took it back out. So okay. you like, whoop. <laughs> so it's like in that... Or... or, or it's a move where he actually puts his hand through it and brings it back out. Okay, okay. So he puts the ball all the way through <laughs> and takes his hand out, but let the ball come out. Wow. He's all, he's all, ooh, honey dip. <laughs> okay. And he had to um, say honey dip also. Okay, I'm going to give you a slight clue because I think folks will know this. Who? Because a honey dip dunk is, a lot of people won't know what that jargon is. Um, so I'll, I'll give you a clue. Um, the Vince Carter dunk. Gotcha. <laughs> that doesn't help. Mm-hmm. No, you helped a lot. Okay, what did it do? What Vince Carter did was he dipped it in honey. I don't know Vince <laughs> Carter, homie. What are you talking about? You don't know who Vince Carter is? I've heard the name before, but okay, I don't know what okay. it looks like. So, um, or what his dunks look like. It was made for, dipped so in honey. he's famous for his dunks, okay? Uh, what he's made most famous for is when him, him not, uh, 90% of what you said, not 98% of what you said, right? They take the ball like, all the way in to the point where they, he sticks his hand in to the, um, the rim. Uh-huh. And... The only part you're wrong about is he takes it back out again. <laughs> the honey dip dunk is, I think, of Winnie the Pooh, where he dips his entire hand or his basically his arm in there, but he dangles from the fucking rim. But that sounds weird because you'd be stuck forever. I know. It's called a honey dip dunk. I'm going to show it to you, and you will, it will blow your fucking mind. Well, but yeah, that's cause, the same cause he, guy. Because he stays in there forever. He's like, now I live here. The, the reason why I brought up was because... Um, that is what, uh, that th- that is what the recent and uh, the slam dunk contest did. He not only dumped over Shaq, he ended with the honey dip dunk. 
okay. with his with his arm stuck into the rim. Jelani, look, look, look at what Vince Carter right, I'm does. I'm about to watch it. I'm about to watch it. In, in 1994. We're, we're watching folks live. This is going to be Jelani's live reaction to an actual honey dip dunk. So first and foremost, folks, he's doing it from behind. No, 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 no. That's a. Okay, because I was going to say he did it from behind <laughs> the line. So he was not in a place where you could ever do this in real life because he was not actually in. But he was he was outside of bounds. <laughs> yeah. So you couldn't do that. So and so and, and it, just to talk about the NBA slam dunk, you get you get three opportunities to do to do the dunk. Hopefully, most of the dunks happen in bounds, so it could be kind of realistic. I mean, I know obviously there's no one guarding you or anything like that, and you're just doing showing some sports stuff, but at least be inside of the opportunity to do a real dunk. You're doing it from the back. That makes no damn sense. <laughs> well, sometimes they go from the back because. They also want to, um, like, sometimes they put, like, cupcakes. Like, one, I saw they put a cupcake and a candle, yeah, and they see, jumped up yeah, behind Yeah, when you do the cupcakes and candles shit, when you do that kind of shit, you once again, you make it seem way less like, realistic. Like, all these fucking props and shit. Look how Shaq looked when he was, like, young. That's weird. And so he won the dunk contest for this. Oh, that's not it. All right, so Patrick has <laughs> yet to show me this honey dip. He's done several other dunks. Uh, and none of them, and, and then the guy with the suits, before he suit, he, this is so old, the guy didn't even have the suits, there, no, do that one, where, where Shaq made the face. That was it, but. Uh, uh, we're it, watching it again, it. this better be it. Oh, 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 1.5, oh, look at the, okay, they're showing how many meters he went in, and then they show his arms stuck inside. <laughs> and he just stays there. He still takes it out eventually. I described it. I, you just thought that I meant he'd go stay there forever and ever and ever. Yeah, but that had never been done. Where you stick your entire arm in the rim and you just dangle from like a like a like so the dangling part is, is what I got wrong. I didn't say dangle. Yeah, you know how hard it is to. Well, yeah, no, but you made it seem like there was like a jar of honey. He dipped like a fucking. All right, that cracker. was the first part. I made a joke when I that. came back later that. and I did say he put his Look hand all the way through. That's that's not easy. You could break a rib. You could break an elbow. That's dangerous. Yeah, he he, he was dangerous. Vince Carter is now yeah. in a in in a, a nursery home because. But imagine doing that over Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. And that other new guy, he also said a nursery home. Because that's not bad. That's not going to be That wrong. is a honey dip dunk, Jelani. Well, hey, now I, I know more things. I know more things about Vince Carter and him popping out his joints or whatever. <laughs> and now we're talking about actual Dirty Pop. Do you know um, Jamal from Empire? Or the actor who plays Jamal from Empire? You mean Jesse? I, I think it's Jesse. Jesse. Okay, it's one of those two. Jesse Sumlet. I think it's Smollett. That too. I don't think you're going to have his name right this whole podcast. What happened with him? Well, okay. So there's a lot of things that happened and apparently didn't happen. It's all <laughs> over the place. We don't know exactly what the situation is. Okay, tell the story and then and then I'll tell the latest and greatest. Okay. So uh, a little while ago. Um, January 29th. Okay, there it was. Like January 29th. That's, that's when it happened. Um, Jesse was involved in an attack. Uh at first reports, the attack was seen to have had, um, it was homophobic and it was also racially charged. So it was like the people who attacked him based off of his own accounts were uh, screaming out racial slurs and screaming out homophobic slurs based on him. They knew where he was from. They knew that he uh, worked <laughs> in the Empire. Prior to this, he had received correspondence, apparently, <coughs> um... That were basically threatening, threatening correspondence that were being received at the <laughs> studio as well. So he went out one day, eating Subway, and afterwards... That's not true. He wasn't eating Subway. He wasn't? <laughs> I have reports he was, at, he was at a restaurant. 
He was at a subway. Yeah. Okay. Is that I'm, true? I'm, yes. I didn't know he was on a fucking subway. I didn't make this shit up for the I'm just reason. saying, it's like you're trying to tell people a story, reporting stuff, and then it's not as fucking, you add subway in there. No, I okay. was going off the report that I actually have read That's that he was at the subway. That's fine. That's Thank fine. you. No, I'm just, I okay. understand I make the jokes <laughs> okay. in the show, but I, I will tell you when I'm making the jokes. These are not the jokes. All right, so he was at a subway, and apparently he was attacked. These two people were apparently wearing MAGA hats. Uh, they, they made the slurs that I said. They beat him up, broke a rib, gave him a little, little one-two kick or whatever, put a noose around his neck, and poured bleach on him. And then said, this is a MAGA country, bitch. And they ran off. And he couldn't find them for a while. People were kind of suspect. They didn't know what was really going on. He reported that there was two white gentlemen. I won't say gentlemen. gentlemen. <laughs> I, exactly. I don't know why I say gentlemen. Why'd you say gentlemen? Because I was going to say, like, be fancy the way you say men, but just two white men. Just two white motherfuckers, apparently. Now, things have changed because they, for a while, it was hard to get any footage or whatever. The investigation was ongoing, and now things are starting to get a little muddy, and people are like, what's really going on? Not anyone knows for sure, but there's a lot of strange circumstances that are, that are surrounding this story. So, continue. Well, you know, the latest news is that they said he's fucking faked it. That he, this is a fake fucking incident. This is not something that's uncommon. Like, that he basically faked the incident to create this drama, this story, this narrative to give more, um, to energize his base or his fan base to sustain his livelihood on the show Empire. Because they were going to kill him or eliminate him from the show. You know, write him off the story. And... The last few episodes of Empire, he's not on the fucking season anymore. Uh, so a lot of the weird stuff starts coming up because the Chicago PD is investigating this now going on four weeks, three and a half weeks, that there's accounts that like maybe he faked it because there are two, like you call gentlemen or, 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 or the two folks that were identified because there's this video camera. And they show two guys that are walking down, which fit the description. And Jamal or Jesse has said that those are the two guys who attacked me. And Jamal, I can't pronounce her name. What are their names? Uh, Olabinho and Ami Amibola. I'm not fucking with that. Osendaro. Osendaro. Okay. That is supposed to be their names. Yeah. And these are two brothers. I think that, that's like Nigerian names. I think. Um, and they said that uh, the stories that they were paid to participate in this story. Uh, so I don't know. None of us know. I don't sure. know, but the Chicago PD is saying that they're treating him like the victim. Still, there's you know there's no reason to believe that he has um, he has lied to the police department. But they are inquiring, uh, in inquiring on on this situation because these two guys have come forward and said they they were paid. Um. So I don't know. It's 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 just a real interesting story, and um, I don't know how it's gonna turn out. Because like like if like it it would have been way better if nothing ever. But like the fact that like they're we're going to report like I don't <coughs> I don't and, know. And, I mean, is this can you really see like an agent and their client sitting around going, hey, I I need to save you from the show? Because I didn't know, but he has his own like touring thing. He act no, he has he's a, a musician. As and, I'm saying, like this is going to have the complete opposite if if this were to be true it would have the complete opposite effect of what could ever be the possible benefit like you would have burned your bridges with so much of your fan base but like do they have the news I don't know of any of that I don't know they said they found bleach in in their house I'm like everyone has bleach 
But maybe they could just. I mean, I think it all could happen the way that. But those two guys were paid to do. I think all that could have happened. But like, say, hey, punch me in the face. Like, you know how hard it is for people. Like, unless you're a professional fighter, it's not fun getting punched in the face. Like, oh, no, you, you have, have to, to sit there and take the abuse and be like, you have to be some sort of mass, not masochist, masochist but, but, but or like a psychopath. A little bit, right? To be able to just punch me in the fucking face. Last time I saw it happen was in Daredevil, the TV show, when Kingpin had somebody attack him <laughs> okay. in, in jail, yeah, so he could get out of jail. Like that, you don't happen in real life. Like, no one said, just beat me with a bat. Go, I'll take it. The average person's like, don't fucking do like. Don't touch me. Aren't you going to tell your agent, like, could there be a better way I can do this without actually getting beat up? Or maybe I just have my own show later. Or maybe, like, yeah. yeah. Like, do I have to get beat up? And does it have to be bleach and all this? Like, I don't know. I think, I think it's just really weird and for it to be fake, you know? So, yeah. I don't no, know. It's just weird. Know. I don't know. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, I'm glad we're all done. Nothing else to say. We got one last thing to say. Oh, my gosh. Fantastic. Well, I guess we'll jump onto that soapbox. Okay, so um, another thing that I did not talk about yes. when I was talking about my whole Monday off and stuff was how I started today, which I was like, let me go ahead and yes. take an opportunity to go to the doctor and get my physical because yes. I have time off and the doctor was open that On day. On a national holiday. Yes. <laughs> okay, so well, you can laugh all you want because maybe in retrospect it did not make that much sense. But I was talking to myself, hey, if I get an actual appointment, I should be in pretty good That's standings. That's a good point. Fair point. Right? Fair point. I was incorrect. Yes. Don't because, think you secured an actual appointment just because you have an appointment. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Never think that because you have an appointment that you have an appointment. Because that's not what those things mean. Not at all. They're like I went suggestions. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the doctor's at 9.30, got there at 9.35, signed myself in. See, that's a problem. First of all, let's just stop real quick. I usually go like 15 minutes early, 20 minutes early, because sometimes they take my ass. Okay, well, perhaps that's true. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Perhaps that's true. Go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Okay. But I think that, okay, if anything, me being that five minutes late, I would get that five minutes basically later to be Oh, yeah, you were late five minutes. As I said. Oh, they're going to bump you. By five minutes. <laughs> I was in that motherfucker for three hours. Oh, no. you We, we had to reschedule. Yes, we were going to record. Yeah. I was sitting there for three hours. That's awful. Basically, got to the point right where they like, okay, they finally had me do the paperwork. Then they walked me in the back real quick. I'm like, all right, cool. I've been called. And they're like, all right, cool. Hey, read this chart with the with the with the words. I'm like, all right, these are the words. All right, cool. And I'm like, all right, how tall are you? I'm this tall. Oh, you still that same height? That's good. And I'm like, I don't know why this is part of the physical. Like, you just see that I physically exist. All right. And then they're like, all right, cool. Let's come back in the front. Then he said, all right, cool. Back one more time and sit in the room until the doctor's ready to talk to you. Oh doctor gosh. come talk to me. He's like, oh, what do you need? Oh, like the rest of my physical. He's like, all right, cool. So we're going to get some blood and urine. I'm like, cool, perfect. He's all, and the blood and urine will be done at this lab over here. I'm like, but you, what are you going to do? I'm going to write this letter so they can take you. And I was like, so you gave <laughs> me a permission note? You had me sit here for three hours and you gave me a permission note? But you don't have nothing wrong with you? No, it's a physical. Not, I mean, nothing wrong with me. I just you do physicals every year, so you can make sure nothing's wrong with you. But here's the here's the kicker, Patrick. This morning I went to get the lab work done. Tell me why I got that shit done before I even went to work, and I wasn't even late to work. That shit was in and out. He said urine, got it. Blood, got it. Bye. And I was like, what? Everything, but the doctor, doctor. The one who all he was doing was giving out fucking permission slips. He couldn't move faster with with, with the permission slip writing. You could have had one of your nurses write the shit and you just sign it. No, see, the problem is 
It was not with the doctor. It was, the problem was with the delay in waiting. So the question lies is why did it take so long? No, but well, the, everyone in there was working. He was the only doctor on call. It was just him and every other patient. So he would just go in there. I saw him because I had my door open. I, I left my door because I wanted to watch him. Yeah. So I had my door open because everybody they had their doors closed. I'm watching the motherfucker walking down the hall. He walks over. He looks at the little thing. He pulls out the notes. He reads everything. He usually while he's reading it, he has his one arm up in the air. I don't know why he has one arm okay. up in the air. I think because he's right about to knock. So he has his arm up in the air while he reads everything. He gets a pretty good idea of what's going on with you. Then he knocks, and he walks in, and will have your conversation with you, tell you whatever he needs to do with that person. Was he your primary doctor? Well, he's my new primary doctor. I didn't want to have a primary doctor in Long Beach. Okay. So now he's my primary doctor, and now I'm like, I'm, all, I'm almost rethinking it. But the motherfucker's so close. He's so close by. So I'm like, But you decided to go on a national holiday. It was a day that I was off also. <laughs> it worked out. But it didn't work out because I had to fit all that in and I was trying to fit too much into the same At what Monday. point do you become the squeaky will? What is your threshold? Not, you don't really have a threshold. You don't usually become I got squeaky. to that point right near the end because like... Um, <laughs> Stop that. No, no, I did. Don't be like, I was, I was just about to no, say no, something. No, no, I did say something. Oh, okay. So, so I, I said I got to that point. Not like I almost got to that point. Oh, you did get I that got point. to that point where I was pushed to because like what happened was uh, co-worker slash girl, um, she was like, I was telling you that I had to record with you. I was telling her this, and we also had to go to the 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 event. Yeah. And she was like, and I was like, Patrick and you are talking about how you guys would have said something by now. And she was like, invoke the spirit of Patrick and myself. <laughs> yeah. She said this like verbatim almost. Invoke the spirit of Patrick and myself and go over there real quick. Just, just say something to yeah. them. And I was like, all right, cool. So like, I hung up with her, and I was like, yo, I've been here for a good hot minute now. Yeah. It's like, what's happening? And she walked me with the nurse, walked back, and she saw which number are you? Which, which offered you in? So you're in number three? Okay, he's in number two. He's coming right now. And I was like, yeah. right now? She's all, right now. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, he did come. Good. But yeah. he, but by that point, I was like, I, if I had talked to him when it was like one, and he was um, number right. three, it wouldn't have been as important. Well, because, you know, I will tell you this. This is my take on it. If I got time to wait, I'll wait. If I ain't got nothing planned. Sometimes I'm driving up work and I'm like, I got extra time. <laughs> I take my time going, right? If I got time for shit, I'll wait. I have no problem. You want to bump me? Bump my ass. I'm flexible. Take longer. Right? <laughs> take longer. I'm okay. But if I got shit I got to do, you know, homie hostage. I cannot. Like, like I texted you, I think I had like a 30-minute limit. Like, yeah. I think, like when the clock hits 28 minutes, I'm like, I'm shaking, and that's why, and that's why I kept on hitting you. I was like, I'm like, like it's not I don't, looking I, good. Like, like I don't, like, I don't play. I'm like, I got time. I got. I, I just simply don't have today. I do not have time to fuck around. Like, there's some, there's some time. I think I went to doctor. They fucking had me went for like 33 minutes, and I'm like, I'm fine. I'm, I'm just writing emails and shit. You know, like I'm at the fucking, um, I'm at the auto dealership getting my oil changed. It's t- taking like. Fucking 10 hours to get it done. I'm like, that's fine. Other people all fucking like, what, what, my car not done yet. It'll all change. I'm like, I brought my laptop to do my work here. I'm okay. There are times where I am very liberal with my time of waiting. But not when I got shit to do. Exactly. And, that, and I would I counter just slightly and just say, like, it's only when a situation like, I don't feel as if there's anything that I could really change by just yelling. Like, if I left, I can leave. You know, but if the doctor is going in order, no, of the but people, it, it, it's it's you are expressing the level of urgency. 
I understand. For, yeah, for, yeah. For you. Okay, it's like, yeah, and that's what I did. But like, I have an appointment at a certain time. This is not an ER. Okay, if you cannot make that time, then you then you should have came and talked to me and let me know so I can make arrangements. You can't just sit me. Sit, I'm just sitting here waiting. Like it's been over an hour. Like that's not okay. Then why would you set an appointment? I would hold people accountable because there's a flaw in their system then. That yeah. you simply should not book people like that. This is not an airplane flight, right? Even at an airplane, you you tell me if it's gonna be delayed. I'm just sitting here waiting. I don't know. I don't have to figure. I have to try to understand your system, right? <laughs> I'm here trying to piece it all together. How did the system work? What line is there? I I I know what movements your doctors do. Become sitting here waiting, like they need to be held accountable. If not for anything else, Jelani, to make them better so that the patient experience can be better. Now that all makes sense. I think what it was with but me. But I'm glad you said something. Yeah, exactly. I think what it was, was with cool. me uh, initially was the fact that, like I said before, like I just didn't feel, I didn't see the benefit. But if you see it, if you say it that way, that makes sense. Well, people I, need to know. Just like when we used to work in customer service, and people would say that what used to happen to us. Like if they gave to a, a legitimate, like common sense reasoning for, we would listen to. It would be important. Like you have an appointment at nine thirty. It is now 10.55 and you're still not being seen. There's a systematic flaw in that. That needs to be fixed. The fact that it's okay to do that. If you're overbooking doctors or appointments, you need to, there needs to be like, there needs to be a riot. Like, hey, there's people don't fucking ever do that again because remember what happened last President's Day? You had the big black man come and damn, damn near break all my fucking pencils because he didn't, you made, you made him wait two hours. They had several pencils. Yeah. So you're, that makes sense. I'm just trying to, be supportive of you. Got you. All right. What's 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 talking? About? Um, I think I talked about this before, so I'm just gonna mention it really fucking quick. I don't like to bring a lot of the East Coast shit over to the West Coast because I there's a lot of fucking honking that goes on. Like just people just honking in DC for no reason. I've heard, you know, I I you know I live in a urban area, right? I'm used to downtown Los Angeles. I'm I'm used to people honking and stuff. Like I'm familiar with honks. I went to Chicago. I understand people fucking honk, but in DC, it's like. They exchange honks for their fucking like, like they exchange your honks for like forms of communication. Exactly. So they say hello. Like, like I'm making a left. Bop, bop, bop. I'm making right. Bop, 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 bop. And it would startle me. Like I almost fell off my scooter that I rented because there's so many honks going on. Well, I'm sorry you're not used to how they talk to each other. <laughs> so uh, that's the one. But the, the the more important rant uh, that I think I mentioned before is one thing I'd like to transfer over here, not the honking, but one etiquette I'd like to transfer is escalator etiquette. We talked about this before. Where well, I know in Japan it works the same way. When you're fucking slow going to the escalator, you go, it's a two lane. There's two lanes. There's, there's like an invisible line that goes on. There's enough for two people to walk through. The slow people stay to the right. The fast people who actually want to walk up the escalator go to the left. Because if you fucking stay if you stay statutory i mean if you stay stationary on both then you then you don't allow people to like try to walk up who wants you're to not, go faster you're not giving them even the option you're not even just like so just like you're driving pull to the fucking side yeah and if you're sitting there uh, uh on the escalator with your girl or your or your family they can stand behind you it's, yeah. they don't gotta stand yeah, side by side hold hands like you're fucking like that's dangerous too exactly like you can see them they're right behind you like yeah. you're, you're gonna lose them you're move gonna to lose the fuck them side move to the fuck people need to go up and do it just get out the fucking lane you hold them hostage so i would like to transfer that etiquette to la because we don't do that in la if you're up, go to any escalator, Universal Studios, when you go up there, that big, long fucking escalator that's like 10 escalators long, like people just, movement stops because they hold up all sides. You have to like, be, excuse me, I need to try to get through. And yeah, you, I can actually move up this thing at the same time. Yeah. yeah, like, or go to like the local mall. 
They're like, no one fucking moves. He's like, just wait, bitch. Why are you in a hurry? Why the fuck are you in a hurry to get to the gap? <laughs> the escalator is trying to escalate to my situation. Yeah. I want to get out of here. Because people don't realize, you know, in the airport, like the people movers, the moves that, that go from section, like, why are there just these, like, escalators that just move that don't go vertical? It's like, because people are supposed to walk on them to make you go faster. You don't just stand on it. I'm trying to speed you up. Yeah, like it's just, it's like giving you like a little like like I like it's Super Mario Brothers. You got yeah. A little star. Bum, you bum, have to bum, start. Bum. 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 All right, fans. <laughs> was that was that the Black Tie? That's a long fucking episode. Oh, this power-packed episode of the Black Tie Affair was brought to you by Patrick and Jelani. Okay. That's who sponsors. Patrick and Jelani. We sponsor this shit. I'm done, right. sir. Exactly. Folks, thank you for sticking with us. Thank you. We love you. Thank you for sticking with us this whole hey. two hours. Peace out.